Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, the Super Bowl picks against the spread. Oh, I'm sorry, the big game picks against the spread. Don't you come after old Pat Mayo, okay? Copyright infringement law, please don't. You've already taken away the Tim Andercast theme from us for the video version. Not so much the audio version. Probably a good reason to listen to the audio version of the show. Well, also smashing the like button on the video. You give me a winning score in the comment section for the Super Bowl or potentially your favorite prop as well. So this week we're doing half golf, half the big game. So we're gonna have the spread pick show today, which you're watching right now, or listening to right now, a complete DraftKings showdown for all of the big money that is out there this week, and then a gigantic betting show at the end of the week. Myself, Brad Evans, Jeff Radcliffe, and a bunch of other contributors giving you their best bets. You can put some cash down on the weekend. If you want to put more cash down, go check out the golf shows. Or there is a $100 giveaway, two ways you can get into these draws. And you need to be an audio listener for this one. But... On Apple Podcasts, if you subscribe to Daily Fantasy Picks and Bets, The Mix, and leave a five-star review, something you enjoy about it, just make it up, whatever, just remember to rate it five stars and leave the review five stars, along with your Twitter handle or email address, uh, and you do that, then I will find said reviews, and you'll be in a draw for $100. We'll be giving away at least $100 on next Monday show, and then maybe even more after that. So do it as many times as possible. Subscribe to the new show. If you're interested in making money, whether betting or daily fantasy, on UFC, NASCAR, eSports, uh, European Tour Golf, I'll have a one-and-done pick segment up there as well. It's where the DraftKings Showdown football shows will live during football season going forward as well. Uh, it's going to be short. It's going to be to the point, and those are the soft softest slates out there, the softest betting markets out there. So you might want to do that if you're interested and do that, or just help support Mayo Media Network. Also, Dogger Pass Podcast is back this week with UFC. Same thing, $100 giveaway for rating and review on Apple Podcasts. To do that, subscribe to it all. Jeff Feinberg is in studio with me. FTN has an entire Super Bowl guide out right now. It's only 20 bucks. Chalk filled with info. I've read over half of it so far. So I'm, I feel like I'm ready. Yeah, I don't know. The big game. The big game. I don't know, it's all a little obnoxious. You have to say the big game so the NFL doesn't sue you. Is that what they're they're doing? They're like the Olympics? Yeah. Yeah. I used to work at a place where like the Olympics are happening, but you're not even allowed to like use their name. You just gotta like acknowledge things are happening. It's a corporate bit of, over, overlords. It's a bit of a different scenario this year. So today on the show, we're going to make our pick. We're going to give out some fun props. Uh, the the hard and fast, like what you should bet, will be at the end of the week. You know, Stafford gets traded. We got some Watson news. Stock market's going crazy, plus some other stuff. So no one better to talk to than all of this than a Tim Andercust. Tim Andercust. That is not my name. And I have to first say I'm very heartened by all the people who reached out last week to say, where were you guys? I missed you. My week's not the same without you. Have no fear. I mean, we're only just part of the way through the NFL season. So we have lots of, oh, wait, this is the last show. But that, nevertheless, that is, that, that, is actually, your, that is actually not your true. Words. We have AFC win totals recap, <laughs> NFC win totals recap. Those are shows. I hate those. Those are fun. Then we get to talk about the teams but I for mean, next year, I, too. That, that's fair. But I do want to say thank you to the people who reached out. It's very touching to hear that throughout this year that you guys have used this show as like a touch point uh, for your week and sort of it made help make sense of things. And that, that's very gratifying to hear. And I, I thank you. 
I just hear like, hey, good way to kill five hours on a Thursday or Wednesday, this show. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm in a hurry today. Hey, guys, want to see my Herbert cards? Three hours later. <laughs> show over. You know, I'm looking for... You, you have a, a $10,000 Herbert card or something now. Yeah, I don't know. People buy these cards. I just... Uh, someone showed me a recent sale of one of the cards I own, which felt like a bit of an outlier, but hey, I don't know. Someone must have won money in the stonks and bought themselves a Herbert on the weekend. I... I'm hoping. Did on the you then week- put it up for ninety five hundred dollars, Jeff? Try to sell it yourself. You should have. No, I probably should, but I'm. I think this weekend, Pat, I am going to bring you inside. Like we're at the final stage of the collection, and I think as he wins that Rookie of the Year Saturday, I am going to like PME um, cribs with Jeff Feinberg and all my Herbert cards. Yeah, I'm going to show. <laughs> I'm going to show off what what has become of it. It's quite something. I'm looking forward to sharing it with the world on Saturday as we cash the max bet. Yes, because you see, you've been so cagey about it for weeks. No one's heard anything about these cards for weeks, so we're really excited. No, a lot has happened since the last like display, and I I think um, I want to borrow a friend who actually like collects cards. Like he has. He sounds pretty cool. No, I want to borrow one of his like stands. His card stands? You yeah. need an easel? A card easel? Is that because you got kicked out of the store that you tried to <laughs> buy the stands from previously? I don't know. I think like so I could properly display um, them as I go through them. That was incredibly boring. I'm sorry. I, mean, I that, disagree. That's the one thing about the new trend in cards is that it's all really boring. It's all really boring. And I know some people are super into it, but if you're not super into it, it's just like, the fuck is this all about? That is totally I, fair. Imagine trying to describe, Pat, to like your father, either hot shots or these sport cards situations, and then trying to explain like what's going on and what's valuable these days. But my dad would simply be like, okay, so... Like, I guess if you just... Sh- like, my dad would be... He's very practical. Dis- like, what did you pay? What are they being sold for? That, listen, that's, yeah, let's be realistic. Put it I this way. My, my, my dad <laughs> disapproves of the colorful shirts I wear on this show, okay? <laughs> so probably not the best guy to talk to about these things if he doesn't quite understand. Yeah, my dad would be bored as, as shit about it. Just and, like the viewer so far in this show. Yeah, okay, exactly. My You're father right. was so embarrassed of, at, about the Super Bowl show that we did where we did the, the uh the, the NFL uh, combine stuff. And I came back. He's like, that was shameful. I just want you to know. <laughs> that was shameful. Well, and like that, years- and that was like, what, three or four years ago today? Because it was yeah. Monday of Super Bowl. Yeah, you guys were there. We were. Back when we could we go We got to cover the good Super Bowls. We, get to, we got to go to, to good, cl- uh, pleasant weather. Uh, it was in the Jesus. single digits Fahrenheit every day. In Minnesota. The, the, the reality is... America. Forgetting the state of the world, I'm certain Pat is thankful he's not being dragged to Tampa Bay this week. Oh, you better know. <laughs> I know you well enough. As, to know it's the last place on earth you would want to be, despite how badly you probably want a vacation of any kind at this point. Listen, I would, like to, I would like to go to Tampa. Yeah. I just don't want to have to go work 16 hours a day while I'm Maybe in Maybe next Tampa. year in Los Angeles. Maybe. Uh, you know, Super Bowls in L.A., 
the Chargers or Rams are maybe hosting a Super Bowl. The I, Dave Matthews Band is playing the halftime oh my show. God, Dave, is that uh, is that true? Dave Matthews is playing? No, I, I have not. No. Of course not. Who is uh, but just I'm trying year? to imagine. Like, is it the how exciting that would be? Is it the weekend this it's year? The weekend, yeah, it is the weekend. But I was just thinking for Jeff, how excited he'd be if it were Super Bowl Sunday. Dave Matthews. The Chargers were at home playing the Super Bowl, and Dave Matthews was playing the halftime show. I haven't listened to Dave Matthews in or the Rams. We'll talk about that later. I went. To the Rams have a real camp. chance. I, I bet you, as Dave Matthews was a big hit at that summer camp. Huge. <laughs> Dave Matthews fucking sucks. You got your the ball, worst. You the absolute. No, he's not low. Okay, maybe he is the nut low though. Worse than Abracadabra by the Steve Miller Band. All his songs kind of sound song. the same. And listen, I've admitted it. My first ever email address was. <laughs> 69 at hotmail.com. No, it was dmband55 at aol.com. Oh, boy. <laughs> I've said that before on here. I'm not proud of it. You it's still, a low life. You still it's ru- a low life. Are you still trying to get uh, some AIM? Is that how you get all your information? No, <laughs> no, but I don't know. What was your first email? Hotmail something. Yeah. Probably very a variant of the same one that I have now. I try to keep them all consistent. As we go through time. Anyway, maybe next year you will be in LA to cover the Super Bowl. You never know. I hope I'm not. I really hope I'm not. There are worse cities to cover a Super Bowl. I don't want to fucking cover the Super Bowl. I fucking hate going to places. I hate it so much. They're going to send you to San Diego to do the farmers, and then they'll make you stay out west to do the Super Bowl. I would like to go on on location for golf. That seems like a lot of fun. We like Radio Row was fun. I'm glad I got to experience all once. People can go back and watch. You never want to do it again. I agree. It was more. (laughs) It was basically. Remember when uh, Sideshow Bob stole the nuclear weapon and got rid of TV, but Krusty got to go on air for. 14 hours unfiltered a day. They basically just put a camera on me live for like eight straight hours. Be like, fill it. Fill the time. It was like, uh. It was very grueling for Patrick. Oh. I, I I was there in person and saw it, and I, I could not believe it. Yeah, but you got to go on breaks to the food court it's like It's Scorpion six times and Battery. Day. They light. Oh, yeah. I to take breaks. You got to visit the seven Louis. lids in the Mall of America. Yeah, you got to go interview Louis Anderson. And I, I, I know it's something box. I know it's really you, strange to complain about, but after like three hours, like all I want to go is for a fucking cigarette and it's like minus a million outside. Just like this is the worst. This is the absolute worst. I also used to love the green room. Uh, I mean, this is now incredibly inside baseball, but the NFL uh, media green room was great because like if you got there at the right time when the meals were coming up and by like Wednesday, I had the times down pat. So I knew when and how to get there on time to get like the good meals. It was the, it, it, the food there was great. There was as much of it as you wanted, as much DC and other sodas as you wanted, uh, as much stuff as you wanted. It was, it was like the media room was huge with the computer. Like there was lots of room for like people to write and do work on their computers. But then there was a separate room, like a lounge uh, for those of us who, I mean, I was in there. No before. wonder those media uh, guys are pigs at the trough. Hey, well, Tim. Uh, it, it is. No, it, it, it's pretty incredible to walk into because I, no, I was. Like on air, and the they like time. demanded these veteran media guys. Oh like, my they god, stand! Like, people like, were very demanding when I was yeah. in there. Like, like, I was so gratitude. Yeah. I was grateful to be there. Yeah. These guys were complaining about. I think this pulled pork is too stringy. Do you have anything? Is it crap? I was like, "What are you talking about, man? In this for free? I asked for an abalone sandwich." Oh yeah, it was one guy. I won't forget it. So they had French yogurt there, and the guy was irate that they didn't have Greek yogurt. I'm not eating this crap. 
I didn't come all the way from wherever to Minneapolis to eat this. I was like, geez, man, I'll eat two then. Like, this place is great. I, I love the end. I felt like I was very privileged to be there. I'll probably never get to go again. <laughs> I was making the most of the opportunity. It was fantastic. Oh, that's he was putting stuff. pretzels in his pockets. Remember we showed up stuff. and they had those donuts and they were Brady donuts and Wentz donuts and it made no sense to us why they would have Wentz and donuts And then, pe- then people were like triggered that they were like Wentz number donuts and not Foles number donuts and like who well, cares we it's a fucking too. donut? Yeah sure but like we, people were like mad about it. Like who cares? They're fucking donuts. <laughs> yeah I mean whatever. I just I bet you there isn't a media green room this time in Tampa and I feel bad for the people. I mean I guess no one's really covered. I don't think there's a radio row right? I, I don't no, believe so. Nothing. No. I think there's like limited media. Limited. But I'm not. Media sure. no, night but was the, the players aren't even I, I flying out. They're flying night. out like a normal day. Yeah, I saw Brady yeah. doing like his Zoom interviews. You know, like as tough we, as the eight hours a day on camera were for you, I thought what they put you through at media night was the hardest. We will. Yeah, that was me we and you. Running. Yeah, we had, yeah, that, we that, was, a, that was a legitimate for, workout. There's something I'm going to say right now, and you just say if you want to address this later in the program. Part of me feels that the spectacle of the game being in Tampa, like Tampa's going to be in their home stadium, but if anything, it's going to feel so weird, like nothing like their stadium at all. And to take an incredibly like corny analogy, I remember when the bubble hockey was played here in Toronto at the Air Canada Center, the first reaction from the Leafs players after the few games was like, there's nothing weirder than like being in your building that isn't your building. Right. That's all. I don't know. Uh, well, we can maybe address that when we really break. Well, I, 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 is, is it going like, to I be? I love media night. But is it going to I, be like, any different than they, what they played all year? They might like, not even be in their home locker room. No, they like, are. The NFC is uh, the home team. So they're, they they're very lucky for that because that would be real. I, I'm so corny to think that's like a weird thing. Yeah, but I don't think it's weird because they played this way all year that they're used to everything that's going on with like an empty stadium and like no one around. I'm not even talking about the Sam Sam, like the ambiance of the stadium. Like it's I think it's all... good for the box because oh. outside of like Gronk and Brady, none of them have been to a Super Bowl before and the distractions of Super Bowl week Agreed. would be far more affecting than they would be for the Chiefs, who just went through this uh, spectacle last year. So not having media night, which is tons of fun, but also nonsense. <laughs> like, you know, we had Donnie Jones singing some God knows what song to us, uh, you know, and the offensive lineman laughing and joking. It's with like them. guys in a dress like, trying to get a clearly, question in, right? It was clearly, I don't know, it's all spectacle, which is great. And then I know that's, it was really cool to go to St. Paul. They had good food. Speaking of the, uh, the green room at the second, like third food. Tim so rarely goes to places where they <laughs> offer free food that he's just so overwhelmed by the entire experience. I was, they had these chicken tenders, which were so <laughs> good and like a homemade plum sauce. Anyway, it's what I remember the most. I very about. much doubt it was a homemade plum <laughs> sauce, Tim. I asked I, the card said homemade plum sauce. I'm, I'm pretty sh- sure. I'm sure it wasn't. Uh, that All was I remember is Damashek. That's what was, I remember about St. Paul. That's Dam- what I know about St. Paul. They I, make great chicken tenders. I was on the floor there, and Damashek was there with the NFL Network. We worked out a baseball for basketball trade for a League of Leagues fantasy team. Where we were just standing there doing nothing for like the five minutes that we had to do that. That was fun. Uh, and JB you couldn't get near any of the good people either. That that's a myth. well, you, you could if you were someone. Any- if you were us, we couldn't get near the good people. So you had we to, got near you, like. You cursed poor Steven Goskowski. His career has been the shits ever since. So are you trying to jinx us or help us? We're not trying to jinx you whatsoever. Okay. Let's do it.
I, I don't agree with that statement. He just had a bad night. What can I say? And Alison <laughs> wouldn't shake my hand. Uh, and he caught two meet, like, guys, The guys we got to talk to were guys who never get spoken to and really appreciated being spoken to, uh, which is what I thought was really cool about that part of the experience. Not, nothing is better, though. And you know, um, like you've produced some of these like field segments before that when you're out there, it's like you like the talent is out there. There's a cameraman. There's like a, a field producer who's putting everything together, like instructing you on what to do, even if they're giving very poor instruction on it. Um, and then they take the viz and they go package something and like it comes out a bit later. So we're interviewing these offensive linemen and they have these like series of questions they want me to ask. And like, as Tim can attest to, they were not the greatest questions in the world. And then they they're were not the ones I would have asked. They, they're, then they started mislabeling the people on the Chirons and everyone started yelling at me. Like I'm the one <laughs> fucking putting the Chirons on these videos while I'm out there walking. So it's just, it was not. Was Paul producing some of those videos too from on site? Paul like was taking Toronto them in, while we were there. Paul was taking the live stream and cutting them, I believe, Paul, and then putting them up on the audio feed and like into their individual segments, weren't you? That is correct. That sounds like fun. Oh, and the hotel we, we stayed at had a great breakfast too. Speaking of food, it had this great all you can eat, not continental breakfast, but like a hot meal breakfast. Really bad. Like you can make your own waffles in the waffle iron. So good. We uh, we decided we were going to the Super Bowl a lot later than most other media places. So there was only so many places left to stay. Uh, put it that way. Yeah, but there was a shuttle that came constantly. Tim to doesn't take get to out much. Yeah, Tim like, thinks this is just great. Just like the fucking place he in Charlotte. I'm not going to besmirch a con- I know exactly what it is. And and the fact that he... And it was attached to an outback. And we went there once too. And that was great. It was not great. It's like rubber stamp. Anyway, the, the food at a Super Bowl is amazing. That was my experience. Okay. The biggest thing for me this year, and I don't know if this is going to be a universal thing because it really depends on where you live and how you're going to experience this, but for a lot of people who are impacted by it, ourselves included, I have done the same thing on the Super Bowl for I think the past seven years. Yeah, now, I've, I've changed up the places because the place I used to go to moved, so I started going to the new location. But I always get a reserve table. Sound, closest to me, the biggest screen possible. Basically eat the same thing, and I get, like, blackout drunk and forget the game because it's, like, really the first quarters. time. I, it's really – we haven't done quarters in ages, but – the betting play-by-play with quarters, just chucking them around, bet on whatever the next penalty is and scoop the pot. It's so much fun. Always a fun time. Uh, that's a better like house game type party. But obviously restaurants aren't open where I'm at, so I can't go out for the Super Bowl. We're still doing our bubble thing where we live and you can't have like more than, you can't have anyone over where we're at. Where Tim's at, what is it, five people now? 10. So 10. So you guys can actually like, have a legitimate party. Uh, it certainly will be smaller than the last couple of years Super Bowls where we had like 25 to plus people hanging out uh, for a full day. So it's still pared back to be sure. And I guess like, I'm going to be watching it at home with my wife and my two kids. And this is usually, like I said, like I usually just go full out on Super Bowl because it's the end of football season. Like I put in 21 straight weeks of pretty hard work. I can blow off some steam. Like I said I always end up forgetting what happens anyway because I'm losing so much money. But I don't know. What are what are people doing for the Super Bowl? Like, are they just getting together anyway? Is that the move? I wonder if the ratings will be incredibly high because of it. 
I doubt it. No one's got anything to do but watch TV, yeah, and there's really not, no reason. It's not like people weren't watching the Super Bowl anyway. No, he's saying like the amount no, of households, least, as opposed to like seven groups in one household. No, but I believe that's factored into the Nielsen ratings anyway. Probably. I yeah, I don't know. This is gonna be weird. Like you, at, at least probably over 10, 12, 15 years. Same thing. Same place. Same house. Same host whose life is a I don't know, a guy's the best host. So, I don't know. This sucks. Just get some of your favorite barbecue, Jeff. But I also don't mind, as I've said before, I don't know. This is just like the cherry on top of football. Football season ended. I don't have a a future here. I want the Chiefs to win because I want their tummies full. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into the game then. Kansas City Chiefs favored by three points on DraftKings Sportsbook. It's minus 117 to lay the minus three. The Bucks are plus three. It's minus 105 to bet the plus three. The money line, minus 162. So bet 162 bucks to win 100 on the Chiefs. Plus 143 for the Bucks. Bet 100 bucks. Win 143 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's funny because what this show takes us three hours to do as we go through 16 games every single week, but this game is going to be dissected. I, I think it's more fun to bet the stupid props on this. Like, am I really going to... I feel like every time that I try to lay down the hammer on the Super Bowl, the last time it really worked out for me was Green Bay over Pittsburgh. I just hit every yeah. bet that Super Bowl. Even just Rodgers MVP, let's do it. Jordy Nelson first touchdown. touchdown. It was glorious. It was a orgasmic evening. I was at a bar. I spent the first part of I was, listen, I had to be at a point in my life where I didn't have free reign and I had to do what a boss wanted me to do. Uh, I had to spend like the pregame and maybe the very beginning of a game at like a bar on a work assignment. But there's a video I got to find of Cam at like a Mississauga, Ontario establishment during the Super Bowl. And he is just cutting up that place for four hours. Uh, and yeah, he hit every bet that night. It was amazing. That Steeler Packer game. I, I, I win, I win bet on Bowl. golf and I lose it on the football all I, the time. I feel like the most that you and I both got taken was the Denver Carolina Super Bowl. I was going to say that was my best Super Bowl in a long time because I was heavy on Denver. I thought they'd win the game outright, cover the number. Uh, thought a defensive player would win MVP. Like a lot of things went right for me in that Super Bowl. And we just loved Cam so much. He won us so much money that year. We were just in on Carolina. I had a good uh, Rams Patriots Super Bowl too. My big bets were all under across the board. That game was a game played to my liking. It wasn't even, it wasn't even like it was a good defensive game. It was just a bad game. <laughs> it was boring. Like there's a difference between bad football and good defense. I liked that, it. That game was just bad football. This game though, I'm taking the Chiefs. Like, I don't see any reason why the Chiefs don't win. The Chiefs have the better players. The Chiefs are the better team. That doesn't mean they're going to win. The over-under is 56 and a half, which seems really high for this game, but... Yeah, it'll come. It's already come down. It opened uh, a point heavier than that, and all the smart, all the sharp money came in on the box, and all the sharp money came in on the under. And Wait, where, did you, where did you see that come from? I'm curious. I have been paying attention to, this to who? Just, just, just tell me. I've how, been listening how, to how, how various you... podcasts. Okay. I've been reading various forums. Okay. Like, so you're just saying you're just anyway. saying this. You have no, 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 no evidence of this it. whatsoever. I, no, it's it's true. Uh, I think Warren Sharp talked about it this week. Uh, was that all the money came in on the box, all the money came in on the under, uh, and that moved them in that direction. I mean, and that's sort of the way I look at it too. I kind of like the box and the under. I think the box are a really bad matchup for the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs I think would have been far better suited to play Green Bay than Tampa. 
uh, and you'll see it in my props. Like I look at this, they played two weeks ago and I've rewatched uh, parts of that game from week, whatever it was, week 12, week 13. And you know, all the chiefs only won by three, the Bucks scored a late touchdown to make it look closer, but it's clear to me, there's a formula there for the Bucks. You double cover Hill you have two of the fastest and best linebackers in football. They'll neutralize Kelsey and you compel the chiefs to beat you with somebody else. And the Bucks are one of the few teams of football that have the weapons to match the chiefs shot for shot for shot. If it's a shootout, Tampa Bay is not at a disadvantage. So I actually don't think that this is a great matchup for the chiefs. It's minus three. I think it'll probably be minus three, even money come the super bowl. I don't see big money coming in on the chiefs. No, I think it all is not true box. whatsoever. If anything, it will go back up to three and a half. I don't know that it will. And that's I mean, what I mean. I, I just told you that it's minus three, minus one seventeen, plus three one hundred five. That's what I they know, do before they move you, the number to three and a half. Come Sunday afternoon, this, I think it'll be Chiefs even my, my, th- minus three even money. All the money's going to come in on Tampa. The books are going to need the Chiefs for their lungs in a lot of ways. That, right? that that's actually not true because every casual it person is will, will be. It's not Tim because you don't know what the longs no are. Reason, the books are screwed on longs. Of, They're no. losing on Chiefs and Bucks futures. futures. Those are the two most popular. Uh, futures period. And, and Those were the, the two huge bets most... came in on the box. So, it, but it doesn't matter. The Super Bowl the is the one. The Super Bowl is one of the one places where the sharp money and the big bets don't really matter because it's all mitigated because everyone you know bets on the Super Bowl. I think the sharp it was, ju- and it was exactly. I, I do not think that the square side is. I think you have. I think a person has all their work cut out for them to play the Chiefs in this game. I feel I, really good about the box in this. I, game. I, I really do. So I feel better about the Chiefs already. And I know Jeff has already bet the Chiefs. I bet the Chiefs after the, the the games in the championship. I thought minus 165 would be as good as it gets. Obviously, there's now a minus 162. I'm not How overly... many games in the last three months have the Chiefs covered? I don't care. To me, they've One. been playing... Last, last time they played. To yeah. me, they literally, they literally played possum after... I, I said it all year. After that Baltimore game on, on Monday and on like week three... They were not stopped, and they played possum with the entire league. It went fourteen and, and two. And I personally believe they've played two playoff games, and they've used they've got like half a playbook they haven't even had to unload yet because both those games, the Bills game was over quickly, or, you know, early in the second half, and the playbook completely goes away once Mahomes leaves the game. So to me, there's a whole collection they still got there. I do agree with Tim. Tampa has like a defensive line that can make something happen, and, and they you know, have Fisher off, is tough, and they have. Um, the offensive weapons that can throw some shots and make it competitive. I'm not betting against Mahomes. I'm not betting against Mahomes, but I've got some pro Tampa props, and I even have a prop suggestion for Tampa um, on an MVP side that could be a bit of a surprise because I yeah, do so see do I. I do see a path to what Tim is talking about, and I could make the case that Green Bay might have been a better draw for the Chiefs, but. I don't think it matters. I, that's I think they're. I just don't think it matters. Have you seen the drive charts in the playoffs for the Chiefs? Like they don't get stopped, and I don't think Tampa's going to stop them. And I got a lot of respect for players on on Tampa, but I don't know. And the other part of it is, yeah, it could be like, well, Feinberg cheering for a division rival in the Super Bowl. One, they're the better team, so I think it's a good bet. And two. I, at this point, I'm like resigned to hoping that their tummies can get a little full winning back to back. But Andy Reid's had a full tummy for a long time. So <laughs> I don't know that that's going to stop them from wanting three. <laughs> to correct to correct on what Tim was saying about the just the overwhelming amount of like big bets coming in on Tampa Bay. It's a lot like the 
when you look at the line, sometimes how it moves, all of the biggest bets on the Floyd Mayweather and Conor they McGregor fight under, came in on Floyd Mayweather. But what happened? All the public just, they, it was such a publicly bet spectacle that there was enough of the small bets that it just evened itself out. And no matter who won, they just took the juice. And like you said, they're going to have to make it back somewhere uh, with all these futures out there on both teams. It would probably lead me to believe that the books want and I don't, Kansas City to win because those Bucks futures are larger than the Chiefs futures. Yes, and Correct. I, but I, I think they're... Earlier. But I don't... How do I put this to go against what Tim wants to say? I don't think the Bucks are going to be pub. I think Mahomes is more public. I agree. Every single Brady fo- getting points it- in the Super Bowl... I'm sorry. I think that's a that's the but most there's public. one guy that can offset that in terms of a public market, and it's literally this guy. And the biggest thing, listen to the. I'm also seeing where I'm looking. Fifty nine percent Chiefs actions. So that already goes against what you're saying. At least by this place that so I'm looking that I trust normally. Just Tim. think back to our group chat that we had with like eleven of our friends, Tim. You're the only single person who's picked the Bucks, and that is probably a good barometer of where like the casual money is going. And you to probably go. want to be there. Th- these guys bet. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably the right side to be on. I just think that I could see the Chiefs crushing them in this game. I do worry that this is the same mistake I fell into. Cam with, Denver, right? With, with, now, with Bucks versus Green Bay two weeks ago, when Bakhtiari went down and he wasn't playing, that all of a sudden the Bucks D-line looked amazing and hassled Aaron Rodgers. Without Fisher on the offensive line, can Kansas City make it up? The biggest difference is Kansas City's defenses look they, they yeah. shut down Buffalo. Yeah. They shut him down. And I do believe that's actually where this game will be decided. Tampa's offense and Casey's defense. That to me is the actual interesting part because I think the Bucks defense have enough weapons. To, I mean, the Chiefs are going to score 27 to 30 points. I think that you can price that in. But well, if that's the case, bet the over. <laughs> can the Buccaneers, well, but I mean, a 20, a 30 to 28 game does barely go over. You're right. But I'm saying like you could see it at 24. Uh, I could see the Chiefs losing, and in fact, the, I think the score of the well, game. If you, that if you, I if you have, think they're going to score twenty-seven to thirty points, and you think that the Bucks are going to win, it's going to hit the over. I think that's realistic that the Chiefs are going to get to that number. I think. What did I write down as my score? I actually picked overtime. I picked it 27-24 Tampa Bay in overtime. So that's your pick, twenty-seven twenty-four. Jeff, do you have a pick for the winning score? 34-23. Kansas City? Yeah. I, I could see it being under, but that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say 42-17 Chiefs. We haven't seen like <laughs> a like a route Super Bowl in a while. Uh, no. That's right. Hey, the last uh, route. Denver, Carolina Denver, was a bit of a route. Denver, Seattle. Denver, Seattle. No, Denver, Seattle. Oh, that was, was a... Yeah. Forty-three to eight was the score. Yeah, forty-three to eight. Uh, wow. The Denver game was like a one-point game into the fourth quarter with Carolina. It was like fifteen, or it was like sixteen, fourteen, or something. Very late uh, before or seventeen, sixteen, or something before Cam couldn't be bothered to dive on that fumble. Uh, it was a close game uh, for the most part, closer than it should have been. Uh, Denver scored late. That I don't want to take anything away. That NFC Championship game. Brady threw those picks, and that defensive line with two safeties out on Tampa forced back-to-back three-and-outs of Aaron Rodgers. 
that is where that game is won. That was the performance well, of that game to me. I'm glad you mentioned to me. championship games because I think the Chiefs' performance against the Bills is a cautionary tale. The way the Cardinals got destroyed by the Panthers in the NFC Championship game drove a lot of people to say, how could the Panthers possibly lose? This is by far the best team in football. We see that a lot where teams that look amazing in championship week show up to the Super Bowl and don't have it. The 49ers killed Green Bay. They could barely get 20 points. Uh, obviously, a few years ago, the Vikings got shut out by the Giants. The Giants scored a kickoff touchdown. And that was it in the Super Bowl. So don't get too hyped about the playoff game you just saw. No one Chiefs. is. I'm getting so hyped amazing. about the two and a half freaking years I've seen of this Chiefs team. Andy Reid with extra time. I don't think any out. Past history doesn't mean anything to me with this 15 on Kansas City involved. Yeah, he's the best part. Mahomes is amazing. So that's why I'm just betting on that. But Brady with points in the Super Bowl, I'm taking that. That, That's fair. He's got the weapons. If Tampa wins, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I just worry that Brady doesn't look very good in the playoffs. I don't know how they won. (laughs) Listen, I cannot believe... Yeah, I don't know. Start, I don't know what start... Lafleur was doing. I don't know what goddamn Sean Payton was doing. I, I I feel like an idiot now trying to like take anything away from Tampa. But I don't know how the f they won those games. I guess the defense. Yeah, this is because Tom Brady is the lucky. Not only is he the most successful quarterback ever, he's also the luckiest quarterback ever. That can't be ruled out. This is an incredibly lucky person who just is sits on a horseshoe. And if you don't think that can happen again, it totally can happen again. No, I don't think I'm certainly aware it can (laughs) happen again. I've been watching that for 20 years and my 20 years of watching that overrides my two and a half years of what I've seen from Holmes, who, as I've long said, is the best quarterback I think I've ever seen play football. But that doesn't mean he's going to win this game. I I don't know. I'm making a uh, here's the thing. I was just one of these believers that the Chiefs lollygagged through so much of the season knowing how great they were. So I'm not putting any stock into, um, like, And listen, the, you the built your brand numbers. this year on being anti-Tampa, so I respect you going down with the ship. I respect it. You oh, I've to. acknowledged that, and I've owned that. But I, I don't know. If I thought Tampa was the side to bet here, I would. I'm just betting the best player alive. And if Brady gets me... In the big game, that I'm not surprised. One, well, that's what makes this game great. I mean, I know it sounds like talk radio, but the best player alive against the best player ever. This is the biggest game Patrick Mahomes might ever play. Well, it's huge. I agree. It's I don't huge think because it's, it's well, against. It's well, it's huge for legacy purposes too. Because yes, it, it could, for whatever reason, which is just completely untrue by any means, but because Brady beat Rodgers in the NFC Championship game, it's like, well. It's settled. Brady is the best quarterback ever. He was the best quarterback ever before yeah, that game. Yeah, I don't see Correct. how like that win really just pushed him over the edge. Correct. But if there's anyone who's out there right now that could potentially, and I don't think anyone can ever get to the just counting numbers in the playoffs in Super Bowl appearances that he has. The one guy alive right now who can do it is the guy on the other side of the field. So yep. if Mahomes wins this game, it gets him to two very quickly. It makes him undefeated in Super Bowls, which if he ends up with like five, let's say he ends up with like four Super Bowl wins. Yeah, like and, a Montana perfect Super yeah, Bowl record, like, oh, right? Okay. You know, he yeah. never lost in the Super Bowl like Brady. It was four losses in it's the like Super like Bowl. It's like Jordan's kind of got his rings and LeBron will have his with like four losses. losses. Like yeah. the championship so you, see, you have like that narrative to play to now, but if Brady beats Mahomes, 
Done. There's no chance ever for Mahomes. Like it's over. Yeah. No, it, for, it forecloses any <laughs> yeah. opportunity. Mahomes, Mahomes could go had. on be a four-time Super Bowl champion. He, there's you it can't, won't matter. Yeah, the the, the, the ba- right. This is the biggest game Mahomes is ever going to play in his life. It, I'm you can so never excited. Have a I, maybe this is a great game to be watching alone. Well, like, you you need know. to get yourself ready to best. watch this game alone because you're going to be watching next year's Super Bowl alone when Herbert's in the Super Bowl because you can't watch that with people. I'll be there. I told my friends both in 2010 and 11 that if the Jets won that title game, I would not be joining them for the Super Bowl. So you cursed it. Oh, I just I just couldn't. I'm offended. People that like if you're a hardcore fan of a team to me, like your Super Bowl setup situation, I will rate and determine just how much you like the team. Oh, you know what I'm going to do for extra? Like I'm snobby like that. If you're watching the Super Bowl beside like Ryan's wife. You don't give a fuck about your team. You know what I'm going to do for the people out there? Because it's one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm going to repurpose the DFS menu show great that show. I did with Cam on Super oh, Bowl Oh, it's a great food. show. That's a fun one. Ask I'm going to repurpose that this week. So get, check that out on the feed. Maybe I'll even throw it onto the back end of this show for the audio podcast. It'll, be, it'll just be, uh, it won't be a video, obviously, because I don't own the video to it. I only own the audio to it, but I'll create like a phone or board. I'll chuck that up on the feed too. That's always a fun one every year. It's a great even if one. you've listened to it, it's worth a rehash. No, it's worth a rehash. And I want to say this, which is tied, <laughs> K- but not Cam's tied to it. acid rankings. <laughs> As I've joked with Cam, like Cam, like I'll have Tums. I have them at my desk at work. He needs heartburn. Like that's like giving Cam a lifesaver. <laughs> Like a candy <laughs> that doesn't solve Cam's heartburn. Cam needs like industrial heartburn <laughs> medication. Um, but speaking of the Super Bowl and your team in it and like needing to be alone, our boy Marenzi has told like some sad stories over the year. No, but like his retelling of like being alone watching the Scott Norwood game like cracks me up every time and the pain, uh, therefore, after it. I guarantee I, that had been me if the Jets were in the Super Bowl and they lost finally on a last-second field goal. I would cry. There's no doubt in my mind. Cried week just, one. Crying? At halftime. Cry, like, I, crying's I be the beginning. I, I don't know that I could leave my bed for days. See, Tim, I couldn't watch is, anything for days. Tim, to Tim's point, this is actually... Now, maybe this means my life is charmed. But like, the, I'm so afraid of getting in there and losing because I know how long it took to get there anyway. That like getting there yes. and losing is literally like you're like Feinberg, you're a Charger fan, you're a loser. How are you even thinking about getting there, let alone getting there and losing? Getting there and losing is literally like a life nightmare. See, I get that. And from I know Tim. how much it hurt to lose in the title games. I assume it has to hurt twice as much. Because the I, next I, time I, they I, go... I get this from Tim, but you have kids. Like, what do you care this much about it? I just don't get you that. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Like, Tim has nothing else to glom like, on to. He can nope. glom onto the Jets. Listen, I find it, I think it's healthy to moment. have things to yeah. sort Remember of... this much about? Yeah. Remember when Lisa or Bart could pinpoint the moment when Ralph's heart was ripped in two? That's how we would feel if our team's lost in the Super Bowl. Like, I just know the journey to get there and how hard and painful it was. And, and like, it may never happen again. Yeah, and like, do, I you mean I have to life. like go what back? Get it again. Got to go back to the start of the game board? Because I like remember being like 11 what, when they... Nicholson, Nicholson, what if this is as good as it gets? What if I never get back and I never get to the Super My Bowl? dad jokes with me because when they got, you know, I'm the 10, 11-year-old boy, but when they got lambasted by that Hall of Fame 49er team, Lewis said, oh, whatever. We'll be back next year. 
Never again. So yeah, it was Natron means? Only got the yeah, one Natron title means game. business, baby. Yeah, it went back to one title game where my quarterback had to play it without an ACL. Like, uh, fuck. You had said that Brady and Gronk are the Super Bowl like vets of this Tampa Bay team. Was Antonio Brown on the last Steelers team? Yes. The Antonio no, Brown, not in 2009. That was the 2008 season. There's no way versus he the... was in the. Oh, sorry. Oh no, no. The 2010 season was the year that the was Pittsburgh's the last Super Bowl. The Packers? No, it was the yes. Cardinals. No, the no, no, Packers the Cardinals was after was, that. Was the Packers after that? Packers I can't believe that. how f- no way Antonio sorry. Brown was around. I'll look it up. Tim, look it up. I can't believe how long ago that Packers Steelers Super Bowl was. You're right. There's no well, way you know Brown what? was in it, that game. There's that no was way. Super Bowl 45. That was Super Bowl 45. This is Super Bowl 55. Is I this Super Bowl? Something happened. I feel like I feel Super Bowl live. I feel like extra old because that Super Bowl. People say something happened 10 years ago. I think like 2004, not 2011. Yeah. Tim, um, you're right. Antonio Brown was on that team. He would have been a rookie had from had Central yeah. Michigan, yeah. sixth yeah. round, 2010. Okay, was his first yeah. year. I cannot. That was 10 years ago when Rodgers was a baby. How could Rodgers not win five Super Bowls? That yeah. Was, that was the talk. Listen, there's... Yeah, never got back. I can't, and got to I can't wait to... I can't like he wait. never had another opportunity. I can't wait. Several he, listen, he's lucky never. he got that one, or else he's fucking Donovan McNabb. He I, only got <laughs> to that one because Jake Cutler had to sit out True. the whole second well, half. I don't think they, they were... played some mm-hmm. no-name at quarterback, and they still barely beat the Bears on Who the road. Who did they bring in? It wasn't McGloin? Chase Taylor. No, that Matt McGloin. Matt, ah, McGloin. No, it was... Uh, fuck. Todd Collins, I want to say. Was it Todd Collins? Yeah, but what, but Todd Collins because he got hurt in that game and somebody else played for them. I I, I'm looking uh, forward to talking about Rodgers when we get there. Let's see. Second team. Caleb Haney that had to play. Caleb Haney. He was the third stringer who had to come in after uh, the other two QBs got hurt. Did he win the Super Bowl? Because I guess technically that would have been the 2009 season, right? Who? Was no, the- no, that was the 2010 season. That was in... Uh, Jan- uh, Feb 2011. Now that I'm thinking about it, because we were talking about when you know having that night with Cam and being employed somewhere else, like that was yeah, that makes sense to have been over ten years ago that I worked at that. Did everyone have that Jordy Nelson first touchdown prop? Because I had it too. Me and my friend still. It was the biggest group hug in the history of our Super Bowl party. No hugging, six feet of distance, please at your parties. No, like we lot. <laughs> yeah, those first when you hit a first touchdown. That's hug. Those are hug worthy when I'm with my pals. Last year, we hit the Mahomes running. It was like 18 or 20 to one. That was great. Oh, man. The pile up. The pile up started early. Should you just blindly bet first score safety in all of these games? No, but my friend did that one time and it hit, and we laughed at him so hard all afternoon. It happened twice. It's happened twice in the past Carolina game. And Brady did it against the Falcons. No, no. It happened in the. Seattle Denver game, the first snap of the game went over oh, Manning's head for safety. And it was the Patriots uh, Giants game when Brady got called for intentional grounding, grounding in the end zone. The year before that, Baltimore and San Francisco ended on a safety. So, first, last score, safety is what we're looking for here. So, yeah, three last three years, there's been safety. Those, those three years, there were safeties. I don't know that I can think of any others. I mean, the Buffalo San Fr- uh, New York Giants game had a safety in it, too, but I don't know how many other safeties there's been in Super Bowls. So, looking back at it right now, so the the when you can have time to change your prediction right now. I'm going 42-17 Chiefs in this game. So that means I like both. Does that hit the over? Yeah, it does hit the over. I'm probably just going to stay away from the over-under, but I'll put the minus three along with them. I have to parlay it with some uh, 
Saudi and waste management golfers really juice that up. Uh, so you're going 34-23 Kansas City, and Tim is going 27-24 Tampa Bay in overtime? Yeah, to well, complete my com- my complete season prediction of a Tampa over KC victory. That would be Which very impressive. Which future do you have going into this game? Oh, none. How much could you have got for the Tampa Kansas City? So you got that right to bet them. It would have the maybe matchup. been like the favorite, but it still would have paid a lot for the exact Super Bowl. No, it wasn't. Bowl. I don't think it was the. I don't think it was the favorite. So Kansas like City versus who was the New favorite Orleans then. probably or Green Bay, New Orleans. But it yeah. would have been or San Francisco. But just in the books protecting themselves, it would have been like a short number. Yeah, it probably would have been like twenty five thirty to one. Would be my guess. So those are our picks for that. Do we have some props that we like? Now, I'll be doing my I full, do. like, serious prop couple, show yeah. at the end of the week, but I want to talk to you guys about this stuff, see what we can uh, figure out here. Do you have a first touchdown guy? We haven't fully broken that down yet. Do I have to roll with my guy who's won me the most money on first touchdown score? Connor Brayton. De- Demarcus Robinson? Yeah, maybe. I don't it even know what his of, odds are. It but. depends. <sighs> like, with the Mahomes injury, I feel like the running for the end zone won't happen until the second half if he feels he has to, but I feel like I'm blindly going to go back to the 18 or 20 to one that I think they're still posting this year, Pat. Is that what it is? Yeah. TD props, first touchdown on Demarcus Robinson. They've really sucked all the fun out of these first touchdown props. Demarcus Robinson is 22 to one. Uh, What's Mahomes? Mahomes, first touchdown, 18 to one. Anytime touchdown. So he could throw, I mean, they could run a trick play where he catches a touchdown. Who knows? We've seen (laughs) that in the Super Bowl. What's Scotty Miller? Scotty Miller is 35 to 1 first touchdown. Do you yeah, think it's see, more likely on that? Do you think it's more likely that Scotty Miller's I, just, is he going to see the field with all the receivers helping? Yes. Because he hasn't yes. been seeing the field unless someone gets hurt. Scotty Miller's not getting a touchdown in, in when it's second and goal from the seven, though. He's going to get the touchdown from 40 yards out. But I mean, that's it's a first touchdown. You're just banking on something. Sure, but I don't like betting guy when I like. That's why I like betting like chunky, corny tight ends for first touchdown. I like guys you know that are just there on the field that okay, might be part Gronkowski? of the rollout. I'd rather bet Brait. I'd rather bet Brait. Brait is twenty two. Gronkowski is eighteen for first touchdown. Mm-hmm. Gronk scored a touchdown against them last time. Gronk. Uh, I don't know. He's the a safety blanket. I think that if if you think it's going to get uh, the first touchdown is going to be a short one. Gronk's and find me the last time Kelsey didn't hit his props. I know it's it's because kind of I insane. I got I do my show Friday where I gotta give um, and you look at it, it's like oh seven some, and a half some, catches that and seems I gotta, like a lot yeah I gotta give some love make a ticket and I'm all like it's been a month in a row Kelsey I don't care what the fantasy point projection is over 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 I saw it's an eight and a half to plus money on catches it's probably like ninety five yards. I'm sure an anytime touchdown might be minus two hundred. An anytime Kelsey touchdown. 150 minus 175 with a with first touchdown seven to one uh, six to one the only two players who have minus money to score an anytime touchdown in the super bowl are travis kelsey and tyree kill yeah so one of my favorite props is the under 94 and a half yards from kelsey's plus 120 like i said i think tampa has two fantastic linebackers who now healthy should be able to, to more or less neutralize kelsey as much as you can neutralize a player of his caliber, under 94 and a half is the way to play that. If you you, plus there's no neutralizing him because I saw I, no, I saw I saw a clip. No, 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 no. I'm gonna send you a Any clip. Player. I'm gonna post you a clip of the windows that Mahomes leads this guy into. It's uncoverable. Well, it's he's un- gonna have to be perfect. 
Th- I'm getting plus Patrick points. Mahomes and Travis Kelsey is the ultimate zone breaker on the planet, Pat. And when we talk about Patrick Mahomes indispute, undisputably being the best player alive, in my opinion, the best non-quarterback alive is a tie between Kelsey and Donald. And Donald's not in this game. So the Chiefs have the best player alive, uh, best quarterback alive, and best football player alive. I'm betting the Chiefs. One overriding prop question to you, though. Do you just wake this out? Like, I, I, the sharp guy I know, sharp guys I know, it sucks to say, and it's not fun, but, but I said, what are you up to with props? He goes, I'm waiting it out, and I'm playing unders, because people aren't going to want to bet. They'll get them juiced We'll up. get the yeah. numbers. Just like, it's like, I, I find value in, in these yards, and, and, and people, no one wants to bet a Kelsey under, a Hill under, an Evans under, but, but there probably will be value come Saturday, Sunday, on betting some of these guys to the unders. Yeah, you're going to see some, I don't know, I mean, we'll get to the individual player props in a second, and you're going to see some of this stuff, especially with the Chiefs guys, if they, the public really wants to. The guy who will bet max like 50 bucks on this game, maybe he'll play a player prop, um, you'll see like the Kelsey over get kind of hammered, and then all of a sudden the plus eight and a half receptions is somehow like minus 170. It's like, yeah. oh, Okay. The first touchdown, throw this out here. Because we haven't seen I don't know if we've seen it at all this year from him. But the Brady one yard sneak, 35 to 1, first touchdown. Yeah, if they're at the one, it's yeah, yeah. it's totally live. I don't mind totally that live. one bet. Brady anytime plus 450. Don't hate it either. I've seen him move sideways. But the, the that that moves a little sideways. Other than that, the only like what's Sammy Watkins? Because he's kind 20, of a forgotten entity behind one. some of the names there now. It, it's Kelsey Hill Evans, uh, six to one, six to one, ten to one. Fournette is plus ten fifty. Clyde Edwards Alaire is twelve to one. The one to maybe bet, like if you want, not necessarily a safe option, but one that's not Kelsey or Hill that actually has pretty good odds. Daryl Williams thirteen to one. I've seen it as sixteen to one in some spots. Like there's a chance they just might go to him. Like betting all your Daryl. Well, if you like him. Getting over two and a half receptions on him is plus 155. That's the thing. Like, do we think that Edward Zolaire is going to be the guy in this game in this backfield? Because I have a feeling it's going to be Williams. I kind of feel the same way. And I kind of think the Chiefs' path to victory will be to find someone not named Kelsey or Hill to have a massive effect on the game. And so maybe it is Williams. Maybe Williams is that, that guy. That's I mean, all the Chiefs. Hold on. If that's what the Chiefs need to do to win this game, then they're winning the game. And Sammy, well, Sammy Watkins yeah, yeah, left 300 yeah. yards. Literal, the one and t- thing Sammy I'm Watkins certain, was, the most important, was the most important receiver in the last Super Bowl. And, and I am it certain, I, I don't disagree with you, but I am certain Andy Reid's got a couple of these guys lined up. But if I'm Tampa, in- that's my game plan. I only have so many cards to play. I say I'm taking, I'm doubling Hill, and my linebackers are bracketing Kelsey. And I'm going to make you beat you me somewhere. But you way. actually can't play defense that way. You realize yeah, that, right? Yeah, and you actually can't. can't. No, you can't. You can't You can't double cover Tyreek Hill down the field then use both linebackers <laughs> to form a bracket around Kelsey. There's going to be guys literally standing wide open with no one around them for 20 yards. That is the only way and there, to play. And this, this isn't fucking T.O. in the Super Bowl from a few years yeah. ago. We're just like, yeah, leave him over there. And some of that... Pr- they, have, they have the heir to the chip fortune, yeah. Byron Pringle, to beat you. And the, and the formations you see these guys run out there uh 
Yeah, they'll, they'll get away from it. Here's I, what, I have no doubts. Here's what it, I think it all comes down to in this game if you really look at it. Red zone stops? Is, no, we can talk about the defense and how you know a lack of Fisher on the offensive line could open up some more pressure on Mahomes and maybe they take him down. Basically play him like Miami did for like the first half and just get hands in his face and hopefully a few bounces go your way. You get some turnovers. But when it all comes down to it, who do you think has the better game plan and has the nuts for the better call in this game? Andy Reid or Bruce Arians? It's Andy Reid and it's not even fucking close. Well, the well, Bucks don't close. even use it's, movement. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's not close. Andy Reid is, is, is a much better coach close. than Bruce. Arians. The Bucks don't even yeah, use like Brady's movement a, at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Brady's so. like a coach out there who, if he says we're going for it, they're going for it. Oh, I sorry. Right, like you're, you're Br- Patter, Brady, No one's debating who will be more aggressive. I 100 percent agree that in terms of like Arians is, is said like it's no risk it no biscuit, but Pat is saying when it comes to no risk it no biscuit. Like, who's going to be more prepared for the call, for the moment, for the execution? It's probably Andy Reid. And when I think you, they're both going to coach very aggressively. Now, I, 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 I don't, don't know. Think. When one team is, when the Bucks are fourth and three from the Kansas City 47, what are they doing? They're fucking punting. They're going to put the they game might in Tom Brady's hands. Why they they might go him. for it. Yeah, you know what? You I don't know what Tom they're going to do. Kansas City's going for it. Arians is all about the no risk it, no biscuit. And there's no way they they deny that this week. I agree. The hardest thing is is Tampa You've got to be willing to lose in the second quarter if you're Bruce Arians. You've got to be willing to get your ass kicked and lose this game instead of dragging it to the fourth quarter where you're down 11 with six minutes left and thinking, oh, we got like, oh, now it's time. Yeah, you need to step on the throats of Kansas City every chance that you get. Look look what the fucking Bills did. Yeah, we'll kick 47 field goals and beat the Chiefs. Every team all year doesn't play them the right way. There's a reason that they could lollygag, not play, even try their hardest and go fucking 14 and two because teams don't understand what it takes to try to beat mm. them. You need to kill them early and you need to keep pressing. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Cuz they're just going to come back. Remember when Lynn punted in overtime on like a fourth and one? Yeah. <laughs> but they kicked the they kicked like 360 yarders whatever. Do you know Justin Herbert has the highest quarterback rating against both of these teams this year? Well, one he played them in week 17. Yes. <laughs> when none of their guys were playing. Uh, but I'm sure as we in the other game, details, details, in, in the other details. game, I think he scored ten points. The one that went to overtime was that ten ten going to overtime. No, what do you mean? In week two? No, that well, was didn't a, play, he didn't play in that game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was the first game. Yeah, that, that's that's Bryson. Bryson won the U.S. Open. Herbert. That's when we found out life. that we're like ten minutes before the game. It's like, oh yeah, someone stabbed Tyron the lung with a needle. What? I was watching the U.S. Open. Like I had a big screen and then the small screen and the sound, and I heard like it was Nansen Romo. And I heard like a high pitched Tony voice and I ran like, no, now you have my attention. I don't care about the golf. I'm seeing your first snaps. So oh, I got another prop. I really like before we move off props. No, let's, oh, keep, let's keep going. We, we, haven't, I haven't, we haven't even, even started on props yet. I got a couple props. I oh, okay. Okay. I got a couple team props. Well, let, let's hear yours, Tim. Well, I like tails oh, for the Jesus coin toss. <laughs> tails never fails. So I'm playing it. So in, and, ca- in case people don't realize that Tim's like joking when he says these things, because some people don't know. So no matter where you go, a drafting sportsbook is actually being very generous with their vig on the heads or tails. But there are some places that will give you heads minus 110, tails minus 110, meaning that on your coin flip bet, you need to bet $110 to win 100. At DraftKings Sportsbook, it's actually only minus 103 on each side, which 
you know, you could just turn to the person next to you and bet $100 straight up on a coin that you That's can not the commemorative Super Bowl coin, Pat. If you make this bet, you are the biggest fucking moron on earth. Just straight up. Like, you're... Well, but you, it's obviously you, out there because people take it. I, after you're yeah, out. Tim, and I try to explain to you the propensity of fucking moronic people alive. Okay, but if it wins, who cares? And it's going to win. So take Tails, because okay. Tails never fails. What else? But if Tails never fails, why wouldn't you just flip the coin next to you and make more money? Well, that's not the Super Bowl coin. Who cares? Isn't it about winning money? Isn't that what you just said? It's about what wins? I'm just saying, I think You're saying you don't know point. how to bet. Thank you. What's I like one? that. I like Jersey, your first touchdown score, under 24.5. That brings both quarterbacks into play. It All brings the receivers on Tampa. Evans, it brings Evans into play. It brings Hill. Godwin into play. It brings Hill into play. It brings uh, Watkins into play. It brings... Uh, anyway, I, I think that's the play. You lose Kelsey. Uh, it brings Gronk. defensive touch, like a safety or... Well, maybe not, actually. No, you can get like a 24. What, what's uh, Honey Badger's number? 22? Yeah, so you get a few of those. You get a few of those defensive guys. Basically, you So take the under is minus 103. The over is minus 121. I actually think there's a quite a bit of value on the under... Uh, twenty four point five. So yeah, that's well, you could. I, I actually really like this one. So yeah, you have all those receivers on both sides. So basically, you don't have Kelsey, you don't have Bray, you don't have Gronk, and you don't have the running backs. Right? Yeah, and I, I think what number Hardman wears? Seventeen. Uh, Seventeen. Okay. So Demarcus Robinson would not be a part. No, does he wear eleven? Antonio Brown, you wouldn't have. Brown wears eighty three. I think. Brown so Brown, playing? you wouldn't. Have. Brown's playing, right? I don't think he is. I think so. Yeah, I think he is. He's in all the props. I think he, they're like, he's See, like, I would rather that Brown mean. out so Scotty Miller gets more snaps. And he's under. Opinion. And anyway, so there's a ton of value with the running QBs and all those receivers at the under 24 and a half. I actually think that's mispriced. Grab it. I agree with Tim. I like that one, especially because it is the, the weaker juice of the side. It's a lot of big on that one. <laughs> I'm sure he's got like six more. Yeah, do you got more? Yeah, uh, let's see here. Pass attempts. I like the under for both Brady and Mahomes. What are they? 39 and a half for Brady, 40 and a half for Mahomes. You look it's you. minus 112 for Brady. Uh that's even uh over or under is minus 112 either way. It's plus 101 for Mahomes. So I kind of like that play. Oh, Jay, uh, what were you I, just looking at, Jeff? I thought someone knocked on the door. I got tripped out. Did, did someone knock on the door, Paul? Yeah. Is there any? Is there someone outside of our door? No, you go uh, figure that out. So, what other props do you like, Tim? Number of receptions. I like the under on Travis Kelsey, which is under uh, eight point five. Now you're laying the juice on this one. It's minus one thirty five, well one thirty seven. Sorry, but I think it's the play. And I also am dubious about how valuable Antonio Brown's going to be in this game. So I like the under three and a half at minus one twelve. On Antonio Brown. That, that's as, tough for me if he's a go. Yeah. That's just a stay away for me. I'd be more inclined to bet that over, I think. And Super Bowl MVP. Uh, if the Chiefs win, I think it's going to be Mahomes. But if the Bucks win, I can kind of think it won't be Brady. I got and an MVP long shot, and it's on the box. Therefore, I am going to grab Mike Evans at plus uh, at, thir- at, at 30 to 1. And I'm also going to recommend that you grab uh, Godwin at 30 to one. I feel like if the Bucks win, one of those two receivers will have had an mm-hmm. exceptionally good day. If they have the day Edelman, Brady gets it. A la Dion Branch 
had. And like Brady has had two receivers win MVPs for him. Uh, so that, that, that seems quite yeah. reasonable. And if he throws, if he has a game like in the NFC title game where he has three or four picks, he ain't winning the MVP. So somebody else has got to win it. So they're not winning the game. Uh, yeah, if he has three or four picks, I don't think he's three picks. They're not oh, yeah, one last then you're going to win every time. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm sure Mahomes will dick lick no, the ball like saying, the Packers did. Okay, I got. Can I give my MVP pick? Yeah, and MV- I haven't even thought about it from the Chiefs. But if the Bucks win, the Bucks win this game. Leonard Fournette. It's the same thing I said about who I thought deserved credit for when they won the other day in Green Bay. What is the number on JPP? Yeah, you know me. Look, Seventy to one. Yeah, I think it's just havoc because havoc gets called, caused strip sacks. Big moments. I think I have a prop over Buck Sacks at two and a half. Because I think Mahomes will take a 10-yard loss. Because he'll just throw for 25 yard play, yards the next play. That is a long shot MVP I'm looking at. I think if for the real. Bucks win, there it comes on defense, guys. So I think you can play it the other way. Obviously, like, I mean, Mahomes is minus 106 to win MVP. Brady's plus 210. This feels like it could be a weird Chiefs defensive guy two touchdown game especially if if the score if you, your if score, score that that's like two or even someone like hardman like the with a reti- with a return touchdown or who was seattle was like that safety. jackson wasn't it no, malcolm, you're brown. Like the last malcolm brown dexter jackson was dexter the jackson. safety for tampa larry smith won it for for dallas oh, that was ages ago larry brown larry, larry brown, brown. And yeah, we had the safety last time, so you're not Ray wrong. Lewis wanted as uh, as a defensive because player. Because if, that's if also- your score shows up, you're getting those Brady duck butters. That's the whole. That, that is the then, whole thing. Then you're getting that party where someone gets two of them, and that lead, then they're the then MVP. You have that road. So who is on the table for that? Is it Tyron, Tyron Matthew? Matthew? It's probably the guy He's we don't know. Is it's probably the guy whose name I don't know. Well, oh, the white guy who knocked out the ball <laughs> oh, at, the, at the goal line versus the Browns. Sorensen, who just helmet hits everyone. <laughs> Matthew, I like him. Matthew's tough because it's funny because when we think Brady, we think Dink and Dunk, Welker, Edelman, James White. But in this offense, it's a vertical offense. So Matthew's probably going to be patrolling the flats. Maybe he'll be on Gronk. I don't know. But those Matthew's like, not going to be on Gronk. Gronk catches one ball. It'll be an important ball, but th- he doesn't have the volume to get that attention, in well, my opinion. Maybe it's it wouldn't be Chris Jones. Who's I, the, I do like your thinking. You should just talk to someone who knows the Chiefs well and and try to yeah, who, dissect who's, that. Who's the guy? I don't know the roster breakdown well enough. Who's like the third corner who exactly. Brady's going to try to pick on but throw a duck instead? Exactly. I don't know who it is. I don't know. Th- I don't know the ins and outs of their depth. I think. I think Hardman is very interesting too, solely because he's such a big play threat that he could score a really long touchdown, and he is a part of their special teams where he returns kickoffs. That if he breaks one of those and he gets like a deep ball thrown to him that he brings down, all of a sudden it's like, oh, here we go. Miko Hardman, two touchdowns and 125 yards receiving. I mean, it's on like three catches or something like that. And if Tim's right, and they spend all of their attention on someone like Kelsey and someone like Hill, like you just have something, the fastest dude in the game, besides like Scotty Miller, I suppose, says he can beat Tyreek Hill one-on-one in a race, that you just have him running wind sprints down the field, like that can work. Or are yeah, we just being stupid with this? You I mean, only like cover fucking- Tyreek Hill if he drops a ball, because you can't cover him. You can't cover him. And if you want to send two guys to chase him like <laughs> Tim wants... Then as to your point, Pat, Andy Reid's ready for it, and your Hardman, your Watson, your somebody is going to break them. Uh, what do you got for props? 
So I had that Bucks team sacks over two and a half plus one fifteen on DraftKings Sportsbook. Bucks turnovers, Pat, over one and a half plus one fifty five. Your score needs this bet. Yes, yes, it does. I thought that number was very friendly. I'm not sure what the Brady interception number is because this also brings into fumbles and other guys can can turn the ball over a special teams mismatch. But Bucks over turnovers plus one fifty five. That might be my favorite prop. So he's, he's, he's basically Brady's going to be Rich Gannon. That's what you think in the Super Bowl. No, they, they could happen. No, I think the Chiefs, they, in, in an attempt to keep up. Well, I think the defensive line can cause havoc on Mahomes and make some big plays, but I think the Chiefs' defense will make some plays too. Legereus Sneed passes concussion protocol, which he has just done, 150 to 1. Let's go. Sure. I just want a long shot. You want just, one long shot. Throw five bucks on it or something. You know, like this that. is also the thing. I mean, you talk about, you know, things that work against like these like these voting awards. You know, it's kind of you need everything to go your way for it not to be like the, the chalk. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Edelman was the last non chalk winner, and that's because the game was thirteen to three and he had five million catches. But you need We've seen enough, like, defensive players. Like, what did we just name three? How many defensive players have won in the past 20 years? Four? Four the last seven or eight. Has it been? Super Bowl 50, Super Bowl 47, and Super Bowl uh, 50. And I'll tell you, uh, I thought if Santonio Holmes didn't make that crazy catch, I thought he took James Harrison's MVP award that day. Well, well but he, he also had to play. He took away Larry Fitzgerald's okay, Super fair. Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. But it just like it, it depends on what defensive player that you're betting on. But it happens. Let's say would it be five times in the past twenty years, Tim? Yes, I believe that's right. So it happens a quarter of the time. There's not one defensive player. The shortest defensive player on the board is forty to one. And who is it? It's uh, Levante David. Uh, no, it's Devin White and Matthew, both forty. To yeah, I'd be curious what. Uh, I just don't remember. I'd be curious what Von Miller was for Super Bowl 50 because he would have been the prohibitive defensive favorite for MVP and uh, and won it. So MVP from the losing team, 50 to 1. Has that ever happened? Super Bowl 5 had happened, and it should have happened in Super Bowl 39 when T.O. was clearly the MVP of that game, and they didn't give it to him. Oh, yeah. All right. Got any more props or are we good? No, I'm good. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Do you love cereal? I used to when I was a kid, and then I stopped eating cereal for the longest time. I had to give it up because I realized it was full of sugar, and I didn't really want to start my day off with a bunch of sugar. I wanted to eat something that was, you know, healthy and didn't make me feel like garbage 20 minutes later. But I've actually gotten back into cereal lately, both in the morning and then as like an evening snack in between. You know, when I get home, I don't always eat lunch, and I, boom, pile some magic spoon in my mouth. I'm feeling good because I've been trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and just unhealthy food in general because, you know, I'm on camera. I don't want to have sugar bloated face the entire time. And I realized I really couldn't eat anything anymore. And with the new year, I was trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring all the time. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. So when I talk about my breakfast routine, sometimes, you know, I'm on the go and I stop in here, I stop in there, grab a breakfast sandwich. I really actively stop doing that. Or 
when I stopped doing that, I just didn't eat anything for breakfast at all. I didn't start my metabolism. And sometimes that's not always the best. I mean, you, you don't need to eat breakfast at five o'clock in the morning, but you should have something to kick off your day. And Magic Spoon really does it for me because it's very quick. I can have it immediately as soon as I get hungry at any time throughout the day and really enjoy it. Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Comes in four flavors, coca, fruity, frosted, and more. And it tastes amazing. Honestly, it's too good to be true. Plus, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I've been pounding back the frosted, and I got to tell you, it's pretty good. I think you should try it out. So go to magicspoon.com slash mayo to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use one of our promo codes, aka promo code mayo, at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash mayo and use the code mayo, M-A-Y-O, to save $5. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. So we're going to have the big prop check-in towards the end of the week. Me, Brad, and Jeff, plus a lot of the guys from over at FTN, go to ftndaily.com right now to check out the complete Super Bowl package. Highly suggest it. We got more to talk about, though. I got a lot to say. Matt Stafford, Tim traded to the Los Angeles Rams for two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. I described it as Matthew Stafford got traded for a third-round pick, and then the Rams gave the Lions two first-round picks to take the contract of Jared Goff. But now we know that's not true because uh, tons of teams offered a first-rounder for Stafford. So one of those first-rounders was for Stafford. I don't even know if that's true. I think that's I don't. Th- I don't. I've seen no just, reason to believe are, it is. Those are just stories. Just, I, I just believe fables. it hundred percent. No, I believe you. 100% you, you believe that. every positive Jets Deshaun Watson story, and, and then you know quite and the opposite. Then you I, I, don't believe any of the other stories. Let's do I, one quarterback at a time. All right, let's, let's, start, do let's do start one quarterback at a time. Uh, if I'm the like you, the three of us were just chatting, and Paul, we were a part of our group chat. We we're all talking about this the moment it happens. I'm very pro this trade for the Los Angeles Rams. I think that first round picks can be really overrated. And the point of doing this trade is to win the Super Bowl. Yes, if Stafford gets hurt and you suck and you lose like your fourth overall pick, that really fucking sucks. And that's- Ask the Texans what it's like. And that's a potential outcome. Yeah, but the the Texans did it in the complete stupidest way possible. Don't compare. It's not fair to compare the Texans. It's not, but it could blow up into the third pick. I will say, like the Texans, there is a brazen attitude a little bit happening in in the Rams. Sure, but you trade for a quarterback to put you over the hump because you feel like you have the pieces in place. And like we mentioned all year, and they ended up hitting their over. The reason that we bet the under on the Rams this year, you and I, Tim, picked the over. Depth. Is the depth. If some of their key guys get hurt, they have fucking no one behind them. But if their guys stay relatively healthy, they're a really good team. And you need to maximize Jalen Ramsey in his prime. You need to maximize Aaron Donald in his prime. You still have an offensive line that can hold its worth a little bit. Cam Akers looks like a real revelation in the backfield with the way that Sean McVay is using him. You have Cup. You have Woods. You still have Josh Reynolds one more year. Van Jefferson in year two. Like this is these next two years where Stafford is still under contract. You can't have Jared Goff, the guy that 
if the guy that we had never heard of wasn't Anderkirst and had to go to the hospital in an ambulance, would have been starting in the fucking playoffs over him. You have a real guy now. And I'm not saying that Matt Stafford's a top five quarterback in football. He may not even be a top 10 quarterback in football. He's a fringe. Top 10, Jeff. He's a fringe top 10. He's a top 16 quarterback in football with a big arm so his yards per attempt aren't going to be line of scrimmage like Jared Goff this is what they need to do if they actually want a shot to win the Super Bowl now because Goff had his run it was great it was all reliant as we've seen on McVay being able to change the plays going up to the line the league caught up to that and then all of a sudden Jared Goff wasn't good anymore so this gives you a real guy and it gets you out of four years of Jared Goff so by the time the Stafford contract is up you get your first round picks back so, and it, it's great from the Lions side too. You get your first two round picks. You, you can, you just paid the dead money on Stafford by trading him. If you cut Goff or trade Goff, there's no more dead money on that. Yeah. The, the money isn't their issue. They have a cheap quarterback now who, well, who they, who's, they, they, they're still on the hook for the Jerry Goff contract. Yeah. But they can get out of it yes. without the, the penalties that the Rams would have had to endure. I know all this talk that I don't know, the guy's decent in play action. And it's this Dan Campbell, Anthony Lynn, like run the ball. Play action. Okay, Jeff, call off the dogs. Then you don't need to no, take no, no, any I'm more saying, shots at poor Anthony. No, ha, listen. Anthony, how how come Mike Singletary is not a part of the staff? Doesn't he just fit right in? He should be. I, I, I don't know. I have so many takes on this. I totally get it from the Rams' perspective. It's no different, Pat, than when they went into the L.A. market for the first time. They had to make a move. They traded a lot to acquire Jared Goff. They wanted to make a splash as they had entered the Coliseum. Now, you know, people can laugh at this. There is no like limp dicking around. You're you're the Los Angeles Rams. That's the thing that they have decided. They're going into this five billion dollar stadium next year with fans. Cost two billion more than it should have. It was privately funded by Mister Cronky, and they gotta just they gotta be a show, good or bad. They have to just have a flash, and and this gives it to them. But at some point, the tax man is coming. Because, yeah, first-round picks are overrated, but even if you get, like, a marginal NFL starter and you get that five-year rookie contract, yeah, but they're it not, allows they're not playing, for so but much. But they are not playing for five years from now. They're playing for two years from Okay, now. but at some point, the, yeah, the, you're the gonna paper be is going to But gonna everyone sucks do. in the NFL. Yeah. Unless the Patriots for 20 years. And, 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 and there's um, the Rams are lucky they are in a market that doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Because the things that have gone on there, if it happened in, like, a... Giants or Eagles or Buffalo, like the entire capital to acquire Goff's the pick, draft him, sign him, trade him, the capital to acquire Cooks, sign him, trade him, the girly, sign him, dump him. Do they have a serious like in-house talent evaluation problem? Yes and no. It does seem like when they're signing people, they do have that. But the one thing that I give them a ton of credit for, this isn't an easy move to make. Not at all. If you're the Rams. To get rid of the number one overall pick, who you just his extension hasn't even fucking kicked in yet. To have the wherewithal to be like, this guy's just, it's a lot like what Arizona did. Not that Cliff Kingsbury's been any good as a head coach. uh, And frankly, I think he's been quite poor. But at least he walked in day one and be like, Jared Rosen isn't the guy. Let's draft Kyler Murray. And you walk... If you make as many mistakes as the Rams make, I guess you get used to noticing the mistakes that you make. Sure, but having the wherewithal to actually move on and not dig up, there is something they're to be said. They're doing a little digging organized. up, though. They're doing they a are doing bit. some digging up, and it, it costs them dearly. Sure, but they've paid uh, their way to get out of it. What's better? 
Do you have Matt Stafford the next two years? Will you have a window to win the Super Bowl as your quarterback or fucking Jared Goff? 100%. And they would, to your point that I think you made, Pat, here's the thing. They're in such a better place because if they kept it as is, they still have no depth this year, but it's Jared Goff as their quarterback. Now they don't have that. They still don't have the depth, but it's Matthew Stafford as the quarterback. So I do get it. And you can cover up a whole lot cap problems talent wise with a good second and third round yep. pick. Very unlikely it's going to happen. And they've been good at that. Much Underrated, they have picks, been good at that. Um, you know, as someone like close to the scene, I can only hope maybe that losing another block in the coaching tree can, can hurt them, but good for them. My favorite part about this trade, Pat, we get the end. Take out a hammer, put a nail. Two very lazy football fan narratives die with this trade. Narrative number one in Detroit because it's always two-pronged. When the Lions are great and play well and win, Stafford's great, deserves all the credit. When the Lions are horrible, eh, it's Detroit, the organization's dog shit. When the, when the Rams won recently and had their great performances, all the credit goes to McVay. When the Rams lose and play poorly, nothing to insult McVay, Jared Goff is shit. Jared Goff is the problem. I'm not debating any side of it, but those are two, those are, both of those teams and their wins and losses have very strong public narratives and a couple of them are going to die now. So I like that. Well, one thing on those narratives, my take on it really is I think the McVeigh golf thing kind of fleshed itself out as being true. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to disagree. It's with, hard to disagree. With, with the Stafford thing is each time I believe they presented him twice in 12 years, with the top 10 defense, he went like 11 and five and they went to the playoffs. Yeah. And when he had a good coach and Jim Caldwell, he played, Tim's boy. he played well. And yeah. the weirdest overt narrative that I've heard about Stafford, it's been brought up a whole bunch, even with just Tim and I's friends. Like, oh, Matthew Stafford's such an injury risk. The guy played like every snap for nine consecutive years. Yeah, he's his been first like two seasons, years. he missed a bunch of time. Yeah, And then, people think that because he missed some time his first two seasons, and then last year he missed a ton of time. Yeah, he when you said like, he was going to, yeah, you said he was going to win MVP, and then he just he died. Was clicking. He the died the next clicking. week. So that's not really his fault. He was playing fault. great. He was playing the best football of his career last season uh, before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with much the of Rams, what's been said. Here's the thing. I'm, I think the Lions won the trade, but I get why yeah. the Rams did what they did. I just think it's more risk than reward likely because it's very hard to win the Super Bowl and it's much easier to fall flat on your face. However, I get why they did it. I'm just not expecting it to work. The thing is to them, being seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven in LA is the same as being four and 12. Like if you're well, yeah, not good, you're nothing. Right? It's not, right? So they're, it, but it's not even, but, about, they, but it's not even about, I, I don't think, great. I don't think that they're too concerned about that type of thing. They know that in the NFL maximum, unless you're like a very outlier type team, that your window is like three to five years. If you're a good team that has like a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl around a court, that's your window. We've seen it with Seattle. Yeah. Like Seattle had their run yeah. and they've been good all of the other years, but they haven't been like a real threat. 
to win the Super Bowl. The Rams are a real threat to win the Super Bowl. This core is probably still together with top, like, in their prime-type talent. Like, I don't know what Donald looks like in two years. He could be broken down. Corners don't have that long of a shelf life. This is your window, and you push all in because that's why you play in the NFL is to win the Super Bowl. And they're betting, like I say in golf, when I bet a guy that's class with long odds— Upside. They're betting on the ceiling performance. Yes, and which you need to win the And Super if Bowl. they don't get the ceiling performance, they're probably effed anyway. Like all of our fit teams you like. Like if the things don't go right with the best players on, on the teams you think are going to be good. And you know depth what? Depth or no depth. You're going to need a, you're gonna need a bad call to go your way somewhere along the line. You're going to need a kicker to hit a fucking upright somewhere well, along the line. They got the bad call, right? Weren't they the benefactors that was, that was of the Saints? That was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that's how they got to the Super Bowl, yes. But that that's the stuff that all, unless basically you're the Chiefs. Stuff needs to kind of break your way. Do you want to know? I can't lie, and I don't agree with this. I chuckled. Multiple mainstream outlets, whether they were being serious, maybe they were joking. Very crooked mainstream outlets. Said the Rams, the Chargers played a role in the Rams doing this. And I'm like, yeah, man. And Sean McVay's breakdown of needing to get better at quarterback, significantly better, he thought about the Chargers. I saw that and I thought, did Jeff write this article? Yeah, like, Jeff that's wouldn't cr- agree with that, though. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. That's literally insane. Now, I do agree that they like want to be flashy in the market, but I don't think an AFC team, like, I don't think the Chargers they don't even acknowledge we exist, let alone they're worried about like being second fiddle to them. But I found great humor in people thinking like uh-oh, like, here come the Chargers to, to win the hearts and minds of those LA's. No, like, if you think about, like, LA sports, it's Lakers. Dodgers. Dodgers. College. USC, if UCLA. your team is good. Yeah, yeah. 100%. If yeah, it's like UCLA basketball, USC football. Yeah. Lakers. And there's no ch- no matter what the Chargers do, even win a fucking Super Bowl, there's no chance that they're not the Clippers of LA. One hundred percent. Not to say that the Rams are the Lakers, but there's such a built-in, ingrained fan base from them already having been yeah, there yeah. that people are going. Just and we to already like the have Rams like a, a Clipper stank to us, the, like just yeah. as an organization. But as I say to you, to defend that, because they're in LA, when the Clippers are good, yeah, you'll they have play fans. on Christmas Day. They're like a face of the league. When they're good, the league puts them on a pedestal. When they're bad, they literally don't exist. Yes. And that's the difference. And the, it's, it's going to be the same way with the Rams. Like, you'll still see, like, because of the state, unless the Chargers are good at the same time, they're closer than something like the Lakers and Clippers would be. I, I want to give a special shout out to the Kings. Kings yeah, no, right. they've won championships yeah. and they have their But they, won, cha- they won championships. But also the part with LA is like, there's so many people in LA. It's like, 88% of things are like, it might be incredibly popular, but population wise, you're just niche. Well, it's a like lot. You're just niche. Put it this way. Even it, if you are popular, it's a lot it's like, still niche. It's, it's a lot like living in this city. We live in Toronto. It's the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs. That's what everyone loves. And the Raptors basically sold out every game for like 15 straight years, but they were always kind of like the niche sport. Like they had a lot of fans. A lot the Blue of, Jays have got to be much But more the Raptors popular. also they, they, sold out games because in their infancy and struggles, they were allowed to piggyback. If you wanted to own premium seats to, you to the Leafs, those. you had to own premium is, Raptor right. tickets. So the, the, only, hold on, more beloved, the only right? Raptor tickets available to purchase were like the upper bowl because everything which fans will want to buy, everything premium was double purchased with Leaf tickets and a force. Now, obviously, Raptor tickets, there was a time here you get more money for Raptor tickets than like a Leafs game. But my comparison to this is like if when you 
go to larger cities. So you have like a Kings fan base. And fuck, if you go to like Anaheim, like the Ducks fan base or the Angels fan base. What about the Argos fan base in Toronto? I don't even know if there is one. But like TFC is another good example. Like it's very (laughs) popular and you can get away with that in cities that have over like 6 million people. Yeah. There's going to be enough people that care about this one thing that it's going to propel them forward. Now, the Raptors win the championship. That's a different story. I'm talking about like regular year Raptors and they're probably the most popular team in like the city city the city proper of people under 35, I would yeah, guess. More so than the Leafs, more so than the Jays, but the suburbs and the older people, you know, Leafs and Leafs and Jays always. But it would go the same way. But like, it seems like every single person I've ever met from Los Angeles loves the Lakers. <laughs> Which is, that's their one, sure. everyone can just agree on that. We love the Lakers. 100%. It's like Boston and the Red Sox. It's the same way. No, as good as the Patriots all, are. All of now, but all of the, all Boston, of the Boston was always teams. a Red Sox town. Yeah, but there are degrees. There's I've met pa- people from Boston who aren't in who aren't infatuated with the Patriots. They all love the Red Sox. Do you think that has the product to do with the stadium being downtown, whereas you have to in drive part, like three sure. hours to get to fucking Foxborough? It's all just like also like just ingrained into the culture of the city that it's a it's a it's a Red Sox town, and the Patriots don't play in Boston and never did. Well, they used to. It was a long time ago, but haven't in so long that they're. Well, there's an affinity for them. Like, they're not the Red Sox. And who do you think New York's most popular football team is? I can give you the answer. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. There's so, no doubt about that. It's the Buffalo Bills, the only team that plays in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. That's okay. just a but, fact. But, well, it's funny because we, we were talking yeah, about I the mean, Lo- I wouldn't dispute that. We were talking about the, the Los Angeles sports scene only because I think it was you who made mention of when the Rams lost the Super Bowl that like no one showed yeah, up to see them. There's come just home. a great viral <laughs> video of like when the Rams in the Super Bowl and there's like six. Fl- yeah. Anyway. And my basically all basically the, the never nudes showed up and, and to cheer the Rams. And my point dozens. was like people a in Los Angeles have things to do for one thing. Yeah. That, the- that's a big component. And why, why would people in LA go cheer a loser? That's not yeah. something they do. Like, I love, Paul, I love you. I love my Buffalo fans, but there's a reason that in Buffalo, in minus 84 degree weather, that it's sold out to see the Bills come home from fucking losing a game. It's such a congreg, it's like a thing. You just know the whole town's there when the Bills arrive home after yeah. a loss. Well, I, I, said, I said the city of Montreal would do that for the Habs too, but just, just to rocks at them the as they walked <laughs> off the plane for losing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, Montreal. Yeah, the Quebecers would show up, but just to like let them know they're disappointed. To jeer, to jeer as you come off the plane. <laughs> and you said when you worked that Leafs preseason thing, it would, yeah. like the Leafs preseason up here is what I assume like Dallas Cowboys training camp is. Yeah, it's with it's, like just why are you people here? Yeah, it is a gong show, and some days are open <laughs> to the practice, and every day like there's the same people like first in line that must have like slept there. Are they and- the biggest weirdos on earth? Because I was telling, I was regaling you a story that I experienced because sometimes I stay here for Christmas, uh, although both my wife and I's families live in other places, but sometimes we end up getting stuck here. Uh, So we went out to uh, a place, let's say, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus in case they're watching here, although they'll know it's them. (laughs) And we go to this Christmas party and then all of a sudden, like the party shuts down at 8 p.m. Like what, what is going on? They had to congregate to go watch the Leafs. Like, what the fuck is this? We're at a Christmas party. What's wrong with you people? We left. It's horrible. But like these people exist. Like this is their lives. I don't get it. And like the, the, they're like the front of the line people. Put it that way. You're like, oh my God. I bet you they collect well, that's every why fun- I like Montreal I fans. I bet you they collect fucking every nasty- lanyard they've ever had. 
there's a nastiness to Montreal fans. Like there's no optimism or hope. It's just vitriol. It, is, like, there, no one's, is there a, a American fan base equivalent to Habs fans? Eagles fans? Eagles fans would probably be the closest. Yeah, Eagles fans are probably like, the closest. Yeah, they're angry. They just won the Super they're Bowl. And they're like mad. angry and a coach that went to the a Super Bowl and three or four years in the playoffs. Like there's no canned. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I can't, I can't think of another one. Eagles, Philly might be close. Yeah. You want to talk about Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I do. So my yeah, po- my sure. my my point about what the Texans did and why it cannot be compared to what the Rams have been doing. And maybe because it just turned out this way and they got the good players for it. But when the Rams package picks together, they go and get Jalen Ramsey. Hey, you're the best cornerback at a very important position. You're the best guy. We're going to go get you. Matt Stafford, you're not the best guy, but you play the most important position on the field. You're worth two first round picks. What do the Texans do? They go trade for a left tackle. A pair of socks. That's like important, but important and something that you eventually need. But if you have a good left tackle and the other four members of your offensive line are dog shit, it really doesn't make that big of a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm not debating um, that they executed the trades better. And I don't think the Rams are going to be handing Detroit the third overall pick next year when this is over. Cause I expect them in the playoffs and that pick then becomes what North of, of 22. But this trade with Stafford has no effect on what's happening with Deshaun Watson in terms of no, the capital that. that you need to give up because it's just a completely different situation in the way that you need to look at it. And the market, weirdly enough, for Stafford may have been more competitive than the market for Watson because there's only like Definitely. three teams that can actually get Watson. It's like what my dad says when we try to go to Cheesecake Factory and it's like an hour and a half to get in. It's like anyone can afford to eat here. But go to like a real <laughs> fancy place. No, but it's just like okay, like <laughs> that's a really good analogy. No, I like but that. it's like like we're away, we're on a vacation, and he doesn't like want to wait an hour and a half to eat at some American eatery. But he's like, oh, look at all these people can afford to eat here. Like, uh, yeah, let's go to was, the French Laundry. Yeah, I think it was like a fan, like I think it was a snobby remark. But he was like, screw this. Like, uh, yeah, it's like when you have premium tickets to like a hot, back to the Leafs. If I might have like low, really lower bowl platinum seats for a game, there's like two or three people I know I could sell them to. If I got the upper bowls, hundreds of people I know can afford this pair of tickets. So, right? Yeah, isn't, no, that, isn't that the exact same thing here, kind of? Yeah, I, I think so. That there's there's such a limited market for the teams that have the available capital could absorb giving up what's needed for what the Texans want in order to get Watson, where it was a free for Anyone could have had staff. Oh, you had a first Except for the pick? Patriots, apparently. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And that kind of shows maybe oh, the Patricia stuff. All day. Maybe the Patricia stuff played a role, but we're going to learn over the next couple of years here, Pat. People went to New England to play with Tom, not to, to pl- not to play for Bill. I don't even know about yes. that. I don't even know if they went to go play for Bill or play with Tom. They went there to go collect a Super Bowl ring. Sure, but I think playing, <laughs> playing with, with Tom is synonymous playing with, with Tom. That was better than playing for Bill. Like, that offset playing for Bill, getting to play with Tom, I think. And it's nothing, it's almost like the Patrick Reed discussion that we had on the first show when we did golf. If Patrick Reed wasn't a good golfer, A, the cheating wouldn't be a story, and he'd probably be DQ'd from the tournament. The guy fucking wins all the time. Winning cures so much of this. So much of it is You don't see a whole lot of turmoil on winning teams. And they could be the no, most no, dysfunctional. There's turmoil well, on the Patriots all and, the time. And this goes to my point where balls, 
videotaping. Yeah, but that's 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 all in all the turmoil you're talking about is all in the product of trying to win. But Pat, uh, Tim, that went to my point on the golf show was like Reed cheating there up four strokes on Saturday. That's like when Bill has to tape the Bengals. (laughs) Like you're you the do Patriots. it because like, you're addicted yeah, to winning. You're, you're just addicted to it, yeah, man. Well, the, Spygate. He was taping the Jets. The Jets were going to be terrible that yeah. season, and they were. So they were it's like just a personality. I. It's Nixon taping the DNC yeah. at Watergate when he's going to win 45 states at minimum. Yeah, but you want to win all he 50. Help himself. And he won 49. But like, he didn't need to tap the DNC. He was going to win by a million points. And I am it's upset. Just some people can't can't handle it. They just, they're just obsessive. And I get like they need the clicks, but NFL media jerking off these fan bases like Bears fan thinking they have a shot at Watson is insane to me. So who has a shot at Watson? The Jets, the Dolphins, and who? Carolina. Does Carolina though? They're at seven. They could get to like a chance. You said a chance. Yeah. I just don't get what they have to give up. Extra picks. Yeah, but how high is like... Getting the second and third pick, like that's such a big component yeah, of this, I think. I agree. Is getting the second or third pick to pick the guy that, who yes. can be your new quarterback. That, that's why draft. when like 49ers in Chicago are brought up, I'm like, how the F can they get from like 22 to two? Like it doesn't work like that. Can I make one confession? Oakland, wild card team, because Gruden would sell da- some of equity of, Al- of Mr. Davis. Oh, a- absolutely. And the no taxes thing applies in Vegas if people keep wanting to make that case for Florida as well, and, or the anti case for somewhere like New Jersey or New York. But I'm going to admit this as someone who professionally covers football for a living. I had no fucking clue who this guy was that they hired as a head coach. I had to look him no up. No idea. No, me see. No clue either. <laughs> Oh, they had they hired a ham and egger. They they, they hired a they ham hired and the, egger. They hired the passing game coordinator of the fucking Ravens. Like, what's going on? They hired a straight ham and egger here. There, you can't debate that. Uh, this is Tom Sula 2.0. But I am. Like, do they want to make sure that not only do they trade for the second or third pick this year, they want to have the first pick next year too? I don't like how this has been. Fra- Honestly, this Easterby guy is like the caddy that Kramer had. <laughs> who gives nothing but terrible advice and then said, you know, you're almost on the green. Let's go for the cup. Have, have her put on the bra and it doesn't fit. That's who this Easterby guy is, is Kramer's caddy. He just has no, no reason he has, should have any influence over this team as the chaplain. And yet seems to be pulling every string like Rasputin. It's remarkable. I'm starting to you think Russia's greatest love machine. Ra, ra, Rasputin. I, don't like that the media doesn't talk about the very crooked media. Yes, Jeff, continue. Watson's responsibility in this situation. Watson has no responsibility. Because they don't want to be dogpiled on Twitter on, on Twitter. All Watson has to say is that's I'm why not fucking playing. I agree with you. And Pat. I'll sit it. I agree with you, but I your just move. I want you're right. And he he has made if that. If any writer was seen as attacking a player. And not not uh, supporting sort of player bootleggers. I they're going to get attacked by the red roses on Twitter who follow sports. I just, you can see it. And do you want that hassle? No, you don't. So you don't tweet it. Watson has a legitimate gripe to want out and to ask for it, but but I fail to believe the organization is dumber today than they were with Bill O'Brien handling GM and coaching duties. He signed the extension after they traded Hopkins. So the dominoes were falling, and it is no secret 
to anyone in the football world that this Cal McNair is a baboon who's been grown up in sheer nepotism. That's not a secret to people in the NFL. So he he signed there. Yeah, but it signing in a place from I don't want to say personal experience, but it can translate over to other things too. Sometimes your decision-making is only as good as your representation. You're right. And he probably wasn't sure. advised of, of how badly this can go or like the money is so big. You're like, whatever. And, and you get advice. You're friends with NBA players. So you're like, no, if it really goes bad, we will figure this out. And it's and shaping James up. Harden being in the same city had any effect on him? Because it, it was James Harden shooting himself out of Houston that could have encouraged Watson to want to do the same. I just watched some guy across the street do exactly this. I'm as good as he is in my sport. Can't I demand out? This, Only it, to find out. I don't like not, the NBA comparisons because it, in the NBA, these I'm not, usually not an happen. NBA comparison. It's a, it's a Houston comparison. Okay, so th this, is, this works one of two ways. Uh, yes, I think that could be a somewhat of a component to it and to see him get his way yeah. in the situation, just the NBA in general and the entire player empowerment movement where you can call your shots. I want to play who I want. This is where I want to go and you're going to trade me and there's nothing you can really do about it. It's different in basketball, and I'm curious to see if this translates over to football. And I think that the only people that could really ever get away with it would be quarterbacks. Because yeah. you trade one guy in basketball to a team who's a superstar, that team's like instantly good. Just because the Jets trade for Deshaun Watson is no guarantee that they don't win more than three games next year. Yeah, look at the, the, Watson the, the, just had the, the best passing season in the NFL, and, and they he, went 4-12. Yeah, exactly. Like It just doesn't work that way in the NFL. No, so, but the other part of the could. NBA aspect is like, and maybe NBA aficionado can throw something at me. In my perception, 98, 99% of the times this happens in the NBA, it is at the end of a rookie deal where they're just like, no, nah, you drafted me. I gave you my time. I'm letting you know I'm not re-signing here. So now there's a year. Like no. Kawhi got traded with the year. But that's Anthony not the Harden, Davis, Harden situation wasn't that. You're right. Harden situation and the, and the wasn't And Kawhi wasn't a rookie contract. It was a second contract. Either way, near the end of the contract then. Rare in the NBA, do guys a year after taking max extensions say I'm leaving after record-breaking extensions? So there. Kevin Love and, did, And he? he has, he asked for a trade or he was traded. In Minnesota, he wanted out of Minnesota badly. And LeBron He still has time it. left. But they got first, well, no, yeah, and it worked. And I guess they got first overall sort of like this situation yeah, where Wiggins there's, back, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, they have this draft capital. This is all I want to see from Watson, and you could tell me it's totally unfair. I want him to waive the no trade. I want no, him absolutely to not. go. That's so fucking stupid. That's so fucking stupid. Then fucking sit. If he's not, well, they're, they're not, not going to sit him. He can he can sit it out. Why would you give up all of your leverage in this situation? That's so fucking no. Moron. But behind they the don't scenes, have the to trade him. We will agree him. to trade you, but you just have to go to the team we're getting Fuck five. That. I'm going to pick where I want to go. Then you might not. Get no, traded. he's going to have okay. to. Then, then I will Then I will sit out. Then it's five fifty k a day. Fifty k a day in training camp. 500k for a preseason game and probably close to a million for a, a regular season game. Let's see where you're at. In, in the end, the player loses all his leverage the long he wait, longer he waits. In the if it comes out he, that he has turned down in the like three, a, a, an incredibly fair package to go to Team X, and he's saying no, he'll become the bad guy. He's got to say, you I know, don't got to meet him and say, Give me six teams that you will not accept. Yeah, fine. Not totally wave it, but he's got to give them some leeway to just get the best. We'll get you out of here. You got to let us get the best deal. 
That's how this has to work. Reason, you tell us teams you absolutely will not accept a trade to, and we'll not talk to those that, teams. That, that is different. That, what Tim is saying is different. That's what I meant then. You just give us, like, give us something. But okay. you, okay. you can't tell me say, you're you going. Yeah, Miami Miami you don't know that he hasn't done that already. Okay, you're right. And I hope maybe if it's even done quietly, Why would you ever make that public? You're right. Sorry, I just mean in general. None Houston, of this should have been made public as it is, so. Well, that's sort of the reason that maybe no one wants to play in fucking Houston. This organization is trash. I don't know that the Texans are the, you think the Texans are the ones doing the leaking? I don't think they're the ones doing the leaking. I don't think that the Texans really know what's going on no, with anything. No, it's Morton Schefter who love it. Who love but it. But they're getting the leaks from the Watson Cam. Watson Cam. Watson Cam. For sure. But yeah, if I'm the, if you're running the Texans, you say you give me a list of teams you will never accept a trade to and then you've got to let me do what I can otherwise or I'm not trading you. You're too good. You signed a contract. You don't like it. There are consequences to your actions. It'll cost you a lot of money. And NFL teams are stubborn, and the Texans are erratic, and they don't want to set the precedent that a player can decide to leave when he's under contract, and they just sit on it. I think that you're that, dealing with a team with weak management, weak ownership, and you can strong iron them. And I think that's what Sean Watson's think, going to do. Well, we're, we're about to find out. Even I mean, if that I, requires I, sitting I, out a few games... And then the fans are like, what the fuck is going on? We, uh, we, not could, also we, be dealing, we could also be dealing with a team that a franchise that is so stupid and so stubborn. And based on is some past care? comments and business dealings of, of the dad, the late dad. I mean, if there's one organization in the league that might pull that to me, it's this one with the, who's this I, guy. I, I, I with put the it on Twitter and I stand by it. I, Planting a flag here, I think that he'll play for the Texans. You got you to stop saying the planting a flag. We we know that you're. I hope that there. doesn't happen. I want Watson free, and I hope it's as simple as Watson being as Watson's really agent. I go. hope it's as simple as Watson's agent just being like Miami or New York, no problems. Send me to one of them because to me that's like the ninety eight percent only places he can realistically go. They have the picks. They have the need. As long as he, I just I pray I don't hear. That 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 someone is offering the moon. The Texans want to accept it, and he is kiboshing it to go to Miami, who wants to be stubborn with what they're going to give up. Well, because that's not fair to Houston. I don't give a shit what's fair to Houston. So then I, they'll I, make I, him sit. I, they don't care what's fair to Watson. Well, then let if he has the guts to go sit out, then that's what the maybe the card that he and has if to he play. Wants to if he wants to retire, he's got to return close to thirty million dollars. Okay. Well, how much money does he already have? I don't know. I'm guessing it's a ton. So 50K a day, that's non It's funny that this new CBA thing is in now with the non-refundable fines that could get into the millions and millions if this thing sure, goes but, to but, war. Sure, but if he gets traded to the Jets, for example, he's going to be losing that much money anyway in taxes. Not if he gets traded so to Miami. So do you want to play? Because if you want to frame this, this like thing about taxes, he's going to lose. He's going to lose. team hat. Neither party has full leverage. That's what makes it interesting. Yeah, but Watson, Watson only has a little leverage. Yeah, I the team also. Also, if you're Deshaun Watson, you can't do a lot of the things that you're talking about. You need to be cagey and need to be willing to sit out because the one thing that always gets left out in a lot of these situations is wherever Watson now goes is where Watson is going to be for a very long time. At least we would think that's going to be the case. So you probably don't want the team that you're going to to be given up for first-round picks at the same time. So if you can squeeze the market so the team you go to doesn't have to give up all of their assets, that's only better for you. I agree. But then he might not get out. 
then he might not get out. That's and, true. And the thing but with, that's if you're going to try to force your way out, that's the best way for you're, you you're not wrong. to play it. If that costs you $3 bucks, then fuck it, so be it. And guess what? You're still taxes, getting paid 150 on the back You'll make more in sponsorships being in New York. The taxes will or, work or out Or going to Miami thing. and playing in like a Super Bowl, he's going to make more. Because then all yeah, of a sudden of you're on a winning team. Going anywhere and playing in a Super Bowl, he will make more. My only, I guess the only thing I want to say is in my opinion, I think the leverage that Watson has is to- is being totally overrated. Like Tim said, Agreed. I think the Texans have way more leverage here than people are actually willing to give them credit for. They do, but as you mentioned, the media is framing it in a certain way that no one's ever going to take the Texan side on. Never. And that's a part Until of like, it but comes that's a, out that he's turned down but, but a trade because of taxes. Yeah, yeah, if he vetoes a big so. trade, that would have been fair. The Texans would leak that. For sure they would. And they got to tell their fans that someone offered us five picks point, and a player. All I'm saying you is that, that all the leverage, it, at least, especially public opinion, who gives a shit? I don't think Watson cares about public opinion. You're right. Once you go down this route, you're kind of like try, you're throwing a flamethrower to levels of public opinion. And I agree. Three days after the trade happens, <coughs> no one's going to care anymore. Win your first two games, no one ever gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, win. So, yeah. win, and it will solve all the problems. I agree. I just, I've, i the Texans have this asset. I, I cannot believe they should be, have to force to sell it for, for less than anything than a hundred percent on the dollar. But they're going to. That's, then I think they might let them rot. I don't think they have the guts. I think they've got way more guts than you think. I don't think they have any. I don't think I, I, I think if the dad was still in charge, maybe guess what? This isn't, there's only one. There's not, you know who had leverage? Elijah Manning had leverage because if you draft a player first overall and he doesn't sign one year to the date of the draft, he goes back in the draft and you had to believe every word he said because he's the son of Arch. That's called leverage. I don't see that leverage here. (laughs) It's not the same amount of leverage for sure. But at the same time, if you're the Texans, you have what, what is their pick in this draft? Oh, yeah, they gave it away to Miami. <laughs> if they had the number three pick or the number five pick and you could draft your quarterback right now, then you can tell Watson to go fuck himself. But you can't because you don't have any fucking capital. Sign Jameis for nothing. I don't know. Maybe that's what they end up doing and then, and, just, and then push Watson to the side. And win more than four games. But do you, do you really think that it's going to be super acceptable for them when fans are allowed back in the stadium to try to get all this revenue back up that maybe that they lost? They are running out an 0-16 team? That's not great with a star quarterback sitting right there that you could trade for pieces to help your team. I w- it's only going to look bad on I them. They will cave. that press conference. They will cave. It was 35 minutes with a new coach with this controversy. It, which was like, who are you? Which was literally <laughs> like, they must have not allowed 80 questions. Because just for a point of comparison, the Chargers went 90 minutes and no one cares about us and we don't have controversy. Um, it was incredibly awkward. But what I took from it, and maybe it's just the public stance that Houston has to take, is we are dug like we're gonna dig in here. He ain't going anywhere, and maybe that's part of selling to other teams to get the you know what you need, or to make Watson think that maybe they are gonna play hardball. But but I hate that Tim's laying a marker on it. But no, I, no he's now planting I'm a not flag. Laying a marker, I'm planting a flag. That's but he that's that's like double edged because yeah. he wants what he's just yeah, trying he to wants work. Watson. He's trying to curse he's trying Watson to, admit to the that he has yeah. powers essentially when he does. No, that. I don't. I honestly. Well, after that press conference, I came away convinced. And Pat will, will stipulate. We said this in, the, in our group chats. I kind of don't think they're going to trade him now. Yeah, but that's all. Think, that's all a part of your curse to get him to go to the Jets. That we see right through you. Well, but you know what? It, 
if they don't trade him by April, then the Jets are going to pick a quarterback with a second pick and all this leverage goes away. That's an interesting point. And then, what happens if we cross draft it? Because then Miami's then, just sitting there being like, we still got picks. And so do, picks I mean, the do Jets have, have all the same picks that they'll the, have, that the, they'll they, have the picks the, next. They still have Houston. So will the up. Jets? I guess so. so but the it won't, but they won't pick. be second or third overall. That's true. Exactly. Then they're big old question marks. So if the Texans want to play real hardball and we pass the draft, the Jets and Dolphins yeah. can't then play Then it comes to the summer and he's traded to Detroit because nope. they have a high pick and a need at quarterback. No, but it actually works out better for Miami because either Miami trades for Watson or they're not picking a quarterback. So they would still Correct. have the need for Watson. If the Jets at number two can make the pick take and make the trade after. Or, Maybe they make the pick and trade it after. Like an NBA, or, we draft and then trade. Or that, that so rarely happens. It doesn't happen. But if they make their stand, like, hey, we're taking this guy at number two. He's our quarterback of the future. They're probably out of the Watson market. They shouldn't, oh, totally. They shouldn't be, but they probably are. Where oh, no, Miami, Miami is still sitting there. They draft whoever at number three. They're like, yeah, we're rolling with Tua. Why don't you give us a call? We'll, well give you our next three first So here's picks. the thing. I'm actually starting to believe this doesn't get done by draft day, which to me then puts more leverage in Camp Houston. What is the bet for Watson to be on the Texans week one? Because I can see that happening. Money. He was like minus 160 to be a Texan before he like tweeted or came out that he like wants out. To be on the Texans or play for the Texans? To be on the Texans. It's got to be even money. Maybe a little better. I'd say it's probably like 65% he's on the Texans by week one. Not I saying he's playing, it. but he's on the Texans. He might be Yeah, playing. he's a, he's, yeah. Because, uh, listen, two or three things go right with a promise here, a promise there. Hey, why don't you shut the fuck up and we'll give you uh, part equity in the team or something like that. Then all of a sudden everything's resolved. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Here's like 1% of this oil, com- oil company that, that yeah. like the Cal the McNair zone or something. Sure, I don't. I don't know, man, but this guy, this Cal is like fat guy in a little coat. He's Tommy Boy. Like, it is so... And what's so... They've been a very stable, competitive franchise. Like, Because they've, they've about, had good players. Nothing about them has that, like, Browns, Lions, Chargers, like, Bills. stank. Yeah, they don't, have, they don't like, have loser stink of. Of, like, stank, that, like, things will always work against us. So, it's so weird how this happened fast. But he took that money... As the arrow was pointing down on everything happening there. Hopkins has already been traded. O'Brien was currently the GM and coach. And Cal McNair was no secret what people in the know thought about the long-term ownership prospects since the man, since Mr. McNair passed. So to me, he's a little bit responsible for the fate he's in. Congratulations, you got your no-trade clause. Sure, but if you're a superstar, it's a bit different than being Vincent Jackson. 100%. But Carson Palmer was a great player, and he had to miss seven games before he got traded to the Raiders or whatever it was. Yeah, and they got two the first-round picks just in the second They got two first, and this was Palmer two like... And that, and was, that was, was like, like six years after where Watson is today, though, right? Yeah, well, Jamal Adams just got two first. Quarterback. Yeah, Jamal Adams just went for two first. Like, two firsts yeah. is... Listen, the, what the, the, table the, bills... stakes, the table stakes of the discussion is three first-rounders. I would agree with that. I mean, the Bills just yeah. gave him a first round. It's three first rounders and Quentin Williams. Yeah. yeah. And like a second. Like, And you might need to take a back. I'm not so sure that's a that's a good trade. I'm really not sure of that point. That's a good trade. A week ago, it, it was it like, I'll give anything. Anything. Now we just said yeah, three but you firsts know and Quentin Williams and you got cold yeah, feet. Yeah, but you know Uh-oh. what? Uh-oh. Hindsight allows a person to think things through a little bit more. And 
I don't know. I mean, there is a limit at which you say, you know what? Watson's just not worth that. Uh, Why? The, Jet, uh, the Jets have all the cap space, Tim. Imagine the team. Tim, you can guess build what? Around As I've said to you a few times, I think your ownership group has a Rams-type stomach for what's about to happen. We'll see, but the Texans have to be willing to play ball too, and I'm disinclined to think that, that's, that the Texans want to play ball. I yeah. actually think they think we can never win a trade by trading away a quarterback that good. We're just going to keep him. He's not going to not want to play forever. He'll he'll come around, and uh, that's just how it's going to be. And it's it's a staring contest. And I think that he, that he'll blink first. I think that's what the Texans think. The Texans are like the big and they're pro- guys and to the, be fair, the, the, they're the, probably the right in the in the GameStop. The, and the Texans and can afford is, to is wait longer. Than, Maybe and who's going to blink first? The Texans, the guy who can owns wait the team, who's a billionaire. Or, exactly. Or, Houston or, has or a lot guy. more tolerance. The Texans but I bet you public sentiment in Houston might be like, no, do everything you can to save this relationship. Don't trade him by draft day. Like, I believe it. Beg him. Like, do everything. Don't want, get rid of him. I want to do a quarterback ranking show with you guys coming up. I think that's one of the show the three of us can do together. But just off the top of your head, right now, maybe we have to factor in, like, the longevity of the player at the same time and how that factors in. But, like, where does Watson rank amongst quarterbacks? Because if it was just a one-year thing, he wouldn't be top five. No. But if you're projecting it long-term, like whose career do you want from right now? If you were just fantasy yeah. drafting a team with all the he's available top three. He's in two or three after Mahomes from today on. So it's Mahomes. That's very clear. Yeah. And then who's the rest? Like, would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson? I would want the real thing rather than the thing I haven't seen yet. And that's just, I would always say that. But you would I don't have the know extra how good six years with Lawrence? But I don't know what I'm getting for sure. And, I know and what I'm you get a good for. contract for five of those years. I'm a little more. My conservatism makes me want to take. We're talking in. contract too. If we're if, if we're gonna not just play, what's next year? Because if it was next year, I'd rather have Brady than have Watson. And I'd rather have Rodgers. I'd rather have Rodgers. I'd rather have Russell Wilson. But those guys are getting older. Obviously, I wouldn't want them long term. But I'd want them for like, give me one game to win a game next year. I'd want those guys. Yeah. No, I agree. So someone like Lawrence, like if we're going to factor in the longevity of the player, the contract situation that ends up coming through, it's like why I don't think the Jags will trade number one for Watson. Oh, I wouldn't. De- well, that, that but that trade's not available. The Texans and Jags are never making a trade. You see, you so. don't, you do not know that. For they one wouldn't. Thing. They I'm wouldn't. telling you, they're never. That's never going to happen. You're never trading a super like He's a top tier quarterback ever to a divisional rival. It's just not happening. I think you guys really overrate that. No. Nope. I don't overrate no, it at all. You it's play them twice a year. To, it's more embarrassing no. to trade a player and then have him win the division yeah. you're in for eight years. It's just like, not happening. Just don't I don't, We're going to get rid of you. We just, you go somewhere else. Go to the National League. We'll trade you in division if we think you're done. Like Belichick's fine with Bledsoe going to the Bills because he doesn't think Bledsoe has a whole lot left. That was him just uh, being that, like, we know you guys won't beat us anyway. Here, take it. Well, that's we'll, we'll be game, really nice. 34 yeah, nothing. We'll be really nice to Bledsoe. And I think that was like a first. The Bills had. Uh, week one. And then yeah. they lost by the same score in week 17 to miss the playoffs. Yeah. So the, the point being that uh, I don't think that trade is on the table. But I would still rather Watson. A bird in the hand is always better than two in the bush. I think with the. And I don't know. You could be right. And like, what would you set the line at, Jeff? of career going better, Watson or Lawrence? Watson's obviously the favorite because we know what his career is doing and how good that he is in the NFL. But what would you say is the actual line? Who has the better career? Watson minus 125? Can I? Never mind. I don't want to do this. 
Wait, were you going to say, where does Herbert fall in here? I was going to say, I guarantee you on a trade market, you might laugh at this. Justin Herbert, if traded today, would probably bring in this much less than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, oh, I would agree. I, I can see so somewhere he's around played there. one season. I could see it. I'm, just, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but if the chart, if Watson was traded today and Herbert was traded tomorrow, the return on Herbert would probably be this much less than what they got for Watson. I think it would be, I don't want to say significantly less, but where it is just one year worth of anything. And it's not like... But it's one year, but you still have the cheaper contracts. You're like, yeah, yeah, uh, no, no, that, I, that I, part I of it I'm not saying- it worth the gamble of, will this one year continue? Yes, absolutely. And like, would you rather, like who would fetch more right now? Justin Herbert or the number one pick? Number one pick. Probably. So would Burrow still get more than Herbert? This is why I want to do the top 10 show. Yeah, this sounds No, because Burrow just destroyed his knee. Yeah, but that, that who was... doesn't come back from the knee? This isn't 1974. Yeah, modern medicine, <laughs> the ACL is literally like a broken like finger. No, we went through this, and we had examples of guys who never really truly came back. Uh, okay, hit me with one. I can't. I just lost it. Trying to think. I had a great... There was a great ex- oh, RG three never was the same again after he destroyed his name. Yes, RG, you are correct. RG three was never the same. That was over ten years ago, and he was a primarily running quarterback. Alex Smith. It wasn't it, Alex Smith just came back and was basically still yeah, Alex Smith, but he couldn't run anymore. No, but he's still a year. Well, out his wasn't a knee injury. He didn't tear his, his ACL. ACL. He had his like life threat. His Those leg are was two fresh. different injuries. I would say that if Willis McGahee was able to go to the NFL and be a productive running back, that anyone can come back from an ACL. But that other guy didn't. That Lattimore. No, that's true. But he but he destroyed like every single part of. He had like basically the Alex Smith, except the surgery didn't go horribly wrong when they did. But like run of the mill ACL surgery, like it's it's literally it's like getting Tommy John surgery. Yeah, it's yeah maybe one in a hundred. It doesn't work out, but primarily modern medicine has perfected perfected the ACL. Surgery. Yeah, if you have to go, well, I hope so because he's on my keeper team. So I you, hope he's good. If you have to deep, yeah, you give a fucking Mahomes for me, you moron. You, if you have to go deep searching for like the outlier of this situation, then it's probably going to be okay for the guy who has the injury. Like we're even seeing like foot injuries and Achilles injuries in the NBA be okay at this point. And that used to be like career over. Yeah. Any other football stuff we want to do? We want to save it. I, I would like to say I, I think Aaron Rodgers is 100% enjoying, even for a small period, making the front office of Green Bay sweat. Absolutely. He's I think in, that's what he did, loves did. it. And he knew all year as he was having this great year, win or lose the Super Bowl, I'm going to make those fuckers sweat. I'm going to make I them agree with you completely. sweat. And they should. In the biggest moment of, the, of his MVP season, they took the ball out of his hands. He has every right to to say what he oh, wants. I was talking about, about the draft. I think he's still upset. And the draft pick. Well, yeah, there's that too. That they didn't draft anybody to help him, and he still won MVP, or will have one MVP after Saturday. And in the biggest moments of the season, they took the ball out of his hands. He absolutely should be just absolutely rattling their cage to make them feel uncomfortable because yeah. they should be. He's doing it because yeah. they haven't treated him. Even correctly. if he knows he's going to be back there, he's intentionally rattling cages. Absolutely. People should and be uncomfortable should. right now. He's after exactly what the type you of guy who would me. like that. And he has the opportunity to do it. And so, yeah, go, go, go do it. What do you think they could get for Jordan love? Less than they drafted him for. So like a second rounder, Pat, I saw mocks. Uh, Radcliffe put it out. Uh, some great mocks. 
not only do we have Lawrence and Fields and Wilson, we have Trey Lance, who didn't even play last year because he's D2 North Dakota, and he had Mac Jones going nine to Denver. So I have no oh, doubt somebody is going to draft Mac Jones that way too for early. And Mac Jones is going to be awful. He'll be like Jake Locker 2.0. Mac like Jones. Plant a flag on that. Rookie Mac Jones will be of drafted. The year future. <laughs> Just serious. <laughs> I'm making note of that right, right now. now. I'll plant a flag on Can it you right stop now. saying Mac fucking Jones. plant a flag? Just. Quit being a bitch and say you're laying down markers. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but you're being a bitch. Quit being a bitch. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. That's clearly what you're doing. No, I'm not. Anyway, Mac Jones is not that good. I thought throughout the college season, I mean, I thought his receivers turned him into a better player than he was. I mean, his receiver, not him, won the Heisman. I I, I don't know. I, 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 I suspect that somebody will in the top 10 draft him, and he will be, like I said, he'll be Blaine Gabbert. He will be... EJ Manuel, he will be, you know, one of those guys drafted in the low end of the top 10 who just never really becomes the QB of the future. I feel very confident about it. So this is going to be fun. When Are the Patriots now going to take him? And now he's going to be the greatest quarterback in like 25 I, years? I, <laughs> is, that, is this how this shapes out? I expect him to be drafted be before New England sure. to make a pick. Paul, you were going to say? I wanted to know what TC, how he would rank his, like, quarterback outcomes here. So we got Deshaun Watson... Uh, we've got uh, the what Justin Fields, Wilson, and, and Zach Wilson, and then Mac sticking Jones with Sam list. as number four option. So no, Mac Jones is an option. They don't Mac take Jones with the second first rounder. They take a player at two and then get it on Mac Jones in the twenties. Nah. Oh, that would be funny. That would be great <laughs> for the program. But yeah, so Deshaun Watson, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, uh, smiling, smiling Sam. Let, let's hear it. Well, who would you yeah, who would, would you like the most? That, who would you like the least? What scenario do you want the most? It would be in that order, except flip the last two. I would rather keep Sam than go after Zach Wilson. So give give us your order. List them off. Watson, keep getting Watson first, uh, and then Field second. But they're in, you could call them one A and one B if you wanted. Keeping Sam and building around him and taking like Devonta Smith with the second pick. Uh, and uh, then the last one would be Wilson. But I mean, I wouldn't be furious with any of those outcomes. Uh, any of them would be fine because I trust Joe Douglas 100% to make the right decision. I think he's one of the five or six best GMs in football. He will make a great decision whenever he does. He has my full faith. Uh, I am not going to question him. I'm going to, whatever he does, I am going to be a good soldier and follow uh, follow as he leads. That's just what the that, see. We're losers, Tim. We do just what these teams want. <laughs> they, they, they can, can do no wrong. <laughs> Whatever they do, I'm on board. I agree. Listen, I'm a sucker like that. Also, for listen, when it comes down to it, I'm just gonna have to be a team so, guy. So you heard it when he just said it. Watson and Fields one A one B. So when they don't get Fields, fields really and he like special. and he like goes to the Patriots or something, he's gonna suck so badly. No, no, we're gonna no, hear no, it. Listen, I've said enough about Fields all the time. I've said enough about Fields that I can't back. I don't think he's he could be a very very special player. Tim and in the one game, and now Fields is like that much better. He didn't than even Wilson. watch the entire game. He just tuned into some YouTube highlights later. <laughs> this guy's pretty I'm good. Jets might I get him. Be. Super Bowl. <laughs> he was destroying. Well, not destroying, but he was beating Clemson last year. Uh, in the semifinals before he got hurt. I, I, I think that he could be very special. And if we're taking him second overall, it means we still have all of our picks to make other uh, improvements on the team. And so 
I, I think that would be fine. I wouldn't upset me. We got Watson. Great. As long as we didn't pay like four first rounders that I think I would bristle at that as happy I'd be to have Watson. If we keep Sam, then great. That means we probably need Devonta Smith at the second pick overall. Well, that guy could be imagine putting him together with Sam and giving Sam an actual opportunity to develop with Mims. You just and Smith called together. the receiving core top three in football last year. Well, while that was obviously boneheaded and wrong, they could begin <laughs> to build something with the Heisman Trophy winner on one side and an all-time great college receiver on another. That could be, and, and, and competent coaches, that could be special. And then if it's Wilson, I mean, I like him the least, but if Douglas likes him enough to take him at two, like then whither he leads, I shall follow. We and st- I'll we just- still have Darnold. Does that mean like he goes to like right guard because of his size now? If you uh, take a quarterback, is that where he transitions to? I wouldn't be surprised in those circumstances if Sam starts and that guy is the backup. There's, I, I would say there's probably no chance of that happening unless the guy's hurt that they take. You're not drafting a guy no, at, at two and being like, no, Darnold's still starting. Come on. I don't know. I don't know. Darnold can like maybe cut him in on his uh, ah caramel that he's pounding on the sidelines, but that's probably about. I all really Darnold's hope wherever doing. Sam goes, he's really good. Uh, he, uh, he, I will, he will have my full support. What if it's the Patriots? Uh, I'll cheer for Sam. I hope they lose every game 39-36. Last thing, do you think it's funny that after going back, when Sam's and- on the Patriots, he's going to railroad him. I'll jump on the Sam, Sam Darnold family. Yeah. And I'll be Tim fun. is going to railroad him so hard, like leading up to that game. I hate nothing more than I hate the Patriots. Nothing. And yes, it would be incredibly difficult to like the player. It was like when they had Darrell Rivas for that year. I love Darrell, but I hated he was on the Patriots. Or when they had Richard Seymour, who was one of my favorite players ever, but he played for the Patriots. It's like, this is really tough. But so as we see what happens going out through the course of the coaching decisions made in the playoffs so far. Do you think it's strange that these like super high T macho guys are really scared to go for it and make aggressive moves on fourth down where the super nerdy guys are the ones who want to be aggressive and actually go for it? The general low T type guys. The guys are all fucking bluster. Mike Vrabel, I'll cut my dick off. Oh, I can't go for it on fourth down. Like, why are they such cowards? I don't get it. I don't know. And why are they math nerds? The guys are like, yeah, fucking go for it. Why are they the ones with the balls? I think something's uh, thrown off here. I don't know what the, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Football guy don't know. still is afraid to make like, why is football guy so guys. scared? But the sad thing is Vrabel, Lafleur. They're known as like smarter yeah, guys. Yeah, they're guys that, like, oh, I'd like to have them as their coach. So it scares, it scares but Ron you Rivera know is that, a like, macho guy and really he goes like for it all the time. And then you like, Ron Rivera was on the 85 Bears. And it's like, they revert back to like a Bill Parcells mentality, which worked. Not today. I just find it odd that they seem so scared to be called out for going for it. When realistically, you sh- are going to get way more heat. Nerd guy knows the data and is smart enough to know, no, no, this is like what I should do. Even if you think I'm wrong, empirical evidence says I am right. But just throwing it all, all of the evidence out the window, all the percentages out the win- window... In what world do you not try to win the game, but you want to punt? What smart, world is that? Smart guy is a is prepared to answer a tough question after the game. Well, Vrabel's like, I don't know, I did like football guy thing. I don't know. I don't know. Like we we punted 30 years ago, so we're punting now. Like, it just seems so crazy. I, like and I then said, you got Andy Reid being like, yeah, we'll go for it on fourth down with Chad Henney. Like I said, it's it's sad. Some of these coaches, they like 
They just want to be down 10 with four minutes left to like stay in the game as opposed to making an effort to win or lose that game way earlier in a contest. Or someone like Sean McDermott, who we both think is an awesome coach. And maybe they had no faith in the offense at that point, but kicking that field goal before the half, being like, we want, we want to build some momentum. It was like, oh, we can't <laughs> go to the locker room deflated. Like, we can't. Yeah, you are deflated. Unless you score a touchdown, you're going to be fucking deflated. But to my point earlier, Sean McDermott had to be prepared to potentially lose that game as he walked into the locker room at halftime. But he played to be down two scores with six minutes left. That was the play. Yeah, I agree. That's tough. It, it just, I mean, it, I mean, there are, like I said, there are exceptions that prove the rule. I mean, I think Frank Wright and uh, I, I mentioned uh, uh, Ron Rivera are both sort of like macho guys who also go for it a lot. Uh, so it's not always, I mean, Frank Reich was willing to lose that playoff game against the Bills and did because he went for some big spots. Now, whatever, he should have gone for that. That really fine. cost them. Really cost but, them. Like, like, yeah, so it does, but, it, but but no one killed Frank Reich for them not getting those fourth outs. Yes, would, they, yes, they did. We we came, Jeff and I both came on here and, and killed him for going for that f- uh, touchdown when we both thought he actually probably should have plus seven at I the very end of the half. Points. Yeah, <laughs> bit of a difference there. But they Frank Reich did not get killed for going for it, like Lafleur or Vrabel got killed for everything that they did. It killed Lafleur. Although it killed, wasn't there an it killed Vrabel. The Sorry, Tim. That, it killed Lafleur's decision was correct, right? Because they didn't get it, and then Allen went ninety-five yards, and they had to yeah. stop them for a field goal. And Buddy goes offside. They get another first down, and then it's a touchdown. So it's a quadruple whammy. The Colts. I thought I saw somewhere could have with, withstood not getting those points. They couldn't withstand not getting them, and then seeing Buffalo get the break down the field. Yeah, I thought I saw somewhere that actually the numbers supported what Lafleur did, even though it seems insane. I thought I was had seen some smart guys on Twitter say, actually, our numbers say either that increased their chances of winning or it didn't have any effect on their chance of winning. And it was old school football people who said they should be going for this. I don't know any single like old school play it safe person who came out and said at that time, Lafleur is making a good call. Again, I don't think this has to do anything with analytics. It would be, let's try to win instead of let's not try to lose. Right, but, but I don't think there's... I but, think the old school coaches all would have gone for it in Green Bay spot. I, I think Lafleur did something very, very unusual. Like, John Gruden would have gone there. I think you go for it there. You played a win I game? think so too, but I think the numbers actually said you shouldn't. I think it was even a, though I, I, I didn't see the coin flip. I would guess in that circumstance, if you're saying that you saw something that was close, it was no bigger than a coin flip. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a two or three percent advantage to, to kicking the field goal or something, which I, I didn't. But at the same time, I would still go for it because I think it's the right move to go for it there. Because you have Rodgers and you put the game in his hands. You don't want Rodgers mad at you, which he is right now. When it, when the season is on, that's why we go back to the Super Bowl. When the season's on the line, I think that Arians will let B- B- Tom Brady on a fourth and four have the ball rather than punt and play to the defense. I think that, you know, in big spots, you should put your whole season on the line in the hands of the guy who got you there. Uh, and I think part of the reason that they're, they're, they're there is is because of Tom. So they, they anyway, that, that's the way I look at it. All right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. We'll be back together. We'll do this coaches. We'll do the quarterback rankings, win total recaps. There's going to be plenty. You can catch Jeff and I every Monday talking golf anyway. We'll mix in Tim from time to time. So I'd like to thank 
Paul Shaughnessy behind the camera, also Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. That's not my name. Did the did the coin make a pick on the Super Bowl? Oh no, I should probably do that, shouldn't I? It's funny that you're big up in the coin. Well, I just want to make sure that I get one more up on the coin. <clears throat> I did pick the Super Bowl correctly, after all. Plug Tim back in here. So who'd you say was the, was the home team? Tampa is the home team? Tampa's the, Tampa's the home team. The NFC is the home, so heads is home. Tails is away. The coin picks. The away team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Good. The, the the coin doesn't even watch the game, so. I mean, you beat it by one game in spread picks this year. Uh, there's a big difference between winning by one and winning by none. Congratulations, you beat the coin. Thank you. Uh, this so has been fun, guys. Another great year. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, huge support for the show this year. A lot of support. Yes. Th- Thank you very much again, everyone who had the kind words. Stop thanking and the people who watch. You're going to curse them to death and we'll have no viewers. Now, go <laughs> smash that like button so hard that you've never liked it harder before. You're going to get dislikes now. Yeah, everyone's going to dislike and I'm going to be canceled somehow because of Tim. <laughs> Five-star ratings. Yeah, smash go, the like button. Yeah, daily fantasy sports picks and bets the mix go subscribe to it on apple Podcasts. leave a five-star review uh and leave your twitter handle or email address hundred dollar giveaways coming up for that plus i expect those shows to be good jeff feinberg at g feinberg 17 catch him every monday with me on the golf pick show and the jeff feinberg show every wednesday and friday on ftndaily.com paul you had something to say i just wanted to plant a flag that there is zero chance that if sam darnold went to the new england patriots that tim would do anything except for be seething with rage that's it and and tear sam down and his entire career as a jet oh yeah no i'm sorry i I never liked him he infiltrated (laughs) us he was working with the patriots all along that's why we were so bad good riddance that guy was garbage we could hardly even win any games with that loser. i could never do that that's what would happen you know it. like Macbeth said i am so far in blood stepped in that i can't turn around like i'm halfway i'm pot committed there Uh, i can't play that even I, if I wanted to. I did want to give a special shout out to anyone who tuned into our Stonks show with Davis and I last Friday about GameStop <laughs> and cryptocurrency. A special shout out to Brad who sent me this like entire report on items to correct Davis about. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many people reach out to me of the show. Like I straight up went like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Can someone explain this to me? And it was a good thing I did because enough smart people and Davis admitted he didn't know what the fuck was going on either, but he was just giving his like retail telling of what he can figure out is going on. I highly recommend it. It was a fun show to talk about just because I wanted to talk about it. But shout out to Brad on the 100-word summary of what happened. I just want to read this to you because he made it quick and brief. A group of aware retail investors saw a low price stock with a massive amount of short interest and grouped together to buy shares in a coordinate effort to force the short sellers to either cover their shorts or dig in their heels. This practice is called a short squeeze and has happened many times before Volkswagen became the largest stock in the world one day due to a short squeeze. The fact that many hedge funds and other sold options also betting on the stock Dropping caused a gamma squeeze where the impact was even higher as the shares rose. As the 100-word summary of what happened. Of everyone who sent me summaries, they all said kind of the same thing. This one was the best articulated. So thank you, Brad, for that. I appreciate it. Man, you're welcome. <laughs>
It's not that Brad. That Brad can't go outside in the rain because he doesn't close his mouth and he might drown. He just sits there like this. <laughs> that's not fucking nice. trout faced. Trout faced that's fuck. Not very, that's not very. No nice. one makes me angrier than that fucking guy. <laughs> that's not true. No, that's actually true. Everyone else in my life that makes me that mad, I have disassociated with and forgot about. <laughs> he still remains a part of my life. And he's one of my friends. But he Trout fucking makes face. me mad. That was a good summary. Whoever wrote that. That, uh, that, was, that was good work, Brad, whomever. There's, there's, good work. There's also one more note that just says, hey, tell Tim he's cast. Yeah, well, I'm not. So you lose, son. You're cast. You can't call people son. You commented the other day that a young woman in her 50s commented on your son hat. She was a younger woman in her 50s. What the fuck does that mean? What do you mean there's a young woman? Well, she wasn't a senior citizen. (laughs) You could be a younger person in your early 50s. No, you can't be a young person in your 50s. Honestly, you can be a younger person in your 60s, too. Like, you you said I went to the senior center and a young, like, I don't know like to Are you me saying that she was hot i'm saying that, saying that she's that a young, she was like 50 but you're like like unless okay. you're like the youngest woman in my aqua fit class well see now they were all elderly there wasn't a younger person in that in there's that, no that young 50 year olds oh yes there no are. there aren't yes there like you are. can you can be an old young person like you being 32 you seem like you're 97 that you can certainly be, a, even in your 60s, you can be a younger person. What the fuck are you talking uh, about? You're not a senior citizen. Like, you can be 62. You're not a senior. You're young looking. You live an active young life. Uh, that's, that's, that, I wouldn't call that person a kid, but that's a young person. <laughs> they just are. What are you basing on, like, active life? Like, more active than you? Like, that's very achievable when you're, like, 94. I, I, I so is that, this what we're going life? with as the barometer of what's young? Because age would say you're not. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say that somebody in their 60s is necessarily old. I don't think that's true. I will say it. You're in your 60s. You're old. Yeah, well, we'll see what you say 30 years from now. I'm going to be old. I, I yeah. already feel old. I can't imagine. I'm probably not even going to live to 60. That's how old 60 is. I mean, I feel like I will feel old at 62. And I am jealous of the people who I know will be 60 and feel great. I had to shovel snow last week and I was stiff for three days. I forgot about this. Just like I was like, I wouldn't say chair ridden, but like I was stiff for three days. Really pathetic. And then he compared his time of shoveling the driveway to his grandmother's time who also shoveled her driveway. How old well, she took three hours. Yeah, I did it. In t- <laughs> yeah, she took, she three, hours. It took three hours. I only did it. In two. So How old is your grandma? 79. <laughs> so you're barometer to compare your snow shoveling skills to your 79 year old grandmother in your, in your early 30s well my point was i didn't go with, i wasn't slow for taking two hours to shovel the driveway that, your driveway's not that big that is so ridiculous and that is so it's, slow it's, he also told me he stopped re- he stopped for a tea break halfway through i stopped for multiple tea breaks <laughs> i have this big thermos that i fill with tea and I'll stop. It's good for your heart to stop every 30, 20 minutes or so. It's good for your heart so it doesn't fucking explode. Sure. It's the, re- very- the rest of us, it wouldn't take half an hour to shovel your fucking driveway. <laughs> well, it's the driveway. And plus, I have a wraparound deck. So I shovel that as well. And I take my breaks. And like I pour my tea. And I like have a break and relax. And then go back to it. Because uh, tra- shoveling, particularly heavy snow, can be very strenuous. And uh, that's a good lesson for people to know. 
uh, is that if you're shoveling a lot of snow, take your time, take lots of breaks, shovel forward, never to the side, uh, because it can be very, very strenuous. You're taking shoveling tips from a guy who just took two hours to shovel his small driveway. <laughs> it's not and, and, small. Then, and then couldn't move for three days. Well, it, I was stiff. No doubt I didn't do an adequate amount of, of stretching before. I admit that. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it was thick and stiff, but, and, and I should have taken more breaks. I regret not taking more breaks. Yeah, no, nothing nothing was my... going to save you. Once you, had, once you shoveled the first bit of snow, the lactic acid just took over. There was no amount of <laughs> breaks that could have really kicked in on that one. Like your, I don't know. Your, your driveway is not big whatsoever. It's, it's reasonably and, big. And it's all and, like and, downhill like this. If you start at the top, you're looking good. Yeah, but it's shaped in a weird way that you can't just push it all the way down. You mean like, down? Like, no, it's not quite shaped to allow for that. And so, like, it's a little trickier than you think it is. And there are rocks that don't allow for you to, to just shove it over. Anyway, it, it you have to sort of think your way through it. It's, it's Let me ask you this. Way. How long does it take your dad to shovel the driveway? He knows how to use a snowblower. So I, it what? doesn't take you long. Why don't you, you have a fucking snowblower? <laughs> I don't know how to start. It terrifies me. I see it and I'm afraid I'm going to, like, oh slip God. and get caught in it and lose a limb. <laughs> You're and like, I get nervous just looking at it. You're an and adult. And so I know. No, thank you. <laughs> he, he, he's a young so, 32. Yeah, you are a young, young, young 32. I'm, I've just oh been laughing God, for five dude. minutes. I, there's nothing I can say. That, that, that thing makes me anxious, and I don't want to go near it. I don't want to make a mistake. Why didn't you get myself. your dad to start it for you like he does the barbecue? <laughs> there are days where there's no one around. It's just me. In this situation, I, it's Way just backwards. me. Why can't you call one of our friends to come over to start it for you? No, I'm not going to do that. Why? I'll just. It's actually good exercise to grab the shovel. Yeah, it sounds great. It took you two hours to shovel a false small driveway, and then you were laid up and for three days. And the whole wraparound deck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your massive deck. <laughs> Yeah, I took to, and you know that's a darn good exercise. But I was, I could barely walk later on that night, and the next day I like was it was stiff. Like I didn't use a cane because I don't have one, but like I was using things like they were a cane. Well, let, let's because oh my god, you were using a cane. So no, I wasn't using a cane. What, I don't have. A cane. I guess we can end with this question: What made you stiffer, shoveling the driveway or the young fifty-year-old at the golf course? <laughs> was a young 50 year inner young person in their 50 you, people know what i mean when they say a younger 50 year old versus like someone in their 50s that looks much older when i tweeted that out the only commentary i got back was lol young 50 year old it was the only comment underneath of it okay well i'm right you're not I'm just right you're not and you're out there having she stiffies said lovely things about my son hat sure she just really cool anyway that will do it for us. Thank you for watching the season finale of the Pat Mayo experience of this crew. We'll be back probably like next week. to break Not down Pat the Mayo's boat. I'm breaking down uh, the quarterbacks. We're going to review everything. So continue to watch and subscribe to the Pat Mayo experience podcast and video. If you're looking for the Cam Stewart DFS menu, I'm going to throw that on the back end of this pod. Yes, Paul. Breaking. Well, actually, it was 20 minutes ago. Did you mention this? Uh, Demarcus Robinson, COVID-19. COVID that, that's bad news for my, my first. Uh, <laughs> probably not going to bet him that. Oh, Pringle. Pringle first touchdown. I missed that, but it's up there now. So, yeah. So, no Demarcus Robinson? Uh, him and center Daniel Kilgore are on the reserve list. COVID-19. Does that mean they can still play? If they're on the reserve list, does that if mean? If they, they keep testing negative, both should play in the Super Bowl. Okay. Interesting. 
So but if they tested positive. Yeah, if they're tested positive, obviously they're not playing. Good no, breaking then, news. Then go with Watkins. He's like the lay stacks to Pringle. He's better. Yeah, but he's like 18 to 1. Pringle's like 50 to 1. Yeah, okay. This is just like Tim wanting to bet minus money on a coin flip. I, it's, but who cares if it wins? Because you can make the same bet for no juice and win more? <laughs> yeah, but that's not the official coin. Tim's like, there should be no bet. Yeah, Tim's not Tim even going to bet, bet this. Yeah. Gives out betting advice. You, we talked about skin in the game. Tim's the guy with no skin in the game. I will bet every one of these props with my friends. Every single one of well, them. Well, you bet one of those props with your friends. You're not paying the fucking minus vig that you're giving out now, are you? Correct. So you wouldn't but make would, that bet. Sure I would. No, you, I, ha, listen, you have it available to you to make that bet. Why don't I you? I told the people it will win. So they should go ahead and follow or don't follow it. Do whatever you do with my advice. There are people who always follow my advice. And there are people who always go the opposite of my advice. And there are people who follow it sometimes and not others. So go with God and do what, what it is that you think you need to do. Uh, I'm not hurt either way. If you're an audio listener to the show, stay tuned because me and Cam Stewart are coming up next. If not, you want to check out the DFS menu video, which I highly suggest you do. It's a lot of laughs. I'll throw that up on the YouTube channel as a separate video later on in the week. We're going to have the full bets, full prop show later on in DraftKings showdown, plus all the golf this week too. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Set list of a menu price. DFS style salary cap. You have a $60 salary cap. You get to pick any six items. So if you want to load up Stewart about... Pat, I thought esports were tough. Fantastic. And uh, thanks for the, the additions. I don't know how long you came up to create this, but it's absolute genius. Uh, the people are already upset about the prices. There's <laughs> and scrubs lineup. Yeah. I, I went to the very top. So let's go to the meals. The meals were the most expensive yep. thing. Uh, so we have $30 for barbecue ribs. Ooh, that's a lot of money, but I love ribs. Yeah, and we have pulled pork sliders, $28. Nachos, $25. Chicken yep. wings, $23. Pizza, mm. $21. Tacos, $19. And mussels, a favorite of mine that I used to make. I'm not going to take them, but I always used to bring them because no one else would. They're $17. They're I, I love mussels, buddy. Like, I mean, I can eat mussel after. Like, I get bowls of it. And usually on happy hour at bars, I get pissed off when they don't have mussels. Oh, you can the eat mussels? Yeah, and then the best is you can sop it up with the bread, garlic bread afterwards too mm. what you need is the garlic butter with yeah. you for dipping <laughs> so sauces dips and condiments are included with your items unless that's specified. what i like that's what i like see that's the thing i like that if you're going to order something like on my menu can i give you my part of my menu yeah, we're going to wait no let's start with okay. your menu right now okay i love my menu pat $60, you're a tough man because I was looking. I'm, I, I put so many lineups together before I got to keep it under 60 bucks. Well, we got to start with a staple chicken wings. I basically, I used to go in chicken wing eating contests. I plow wings. Hey, Red, I didn't tell you. I ate 79 wings in 10 minutes once against one of a guy who was uh, not the Canadian champ, but he was a contender. I was leading for seven minutes, but Pat, I love chicken wings. 23 bucks. Now we got to start shopping around. And uh, I put this on your menu shrimp ring. Yeah. I love shrimp That's ring. That's a cam late uh, addition to the menu. I love shrimp ring because it comes with the sauce. My buddy Forbes has got guests. Out. So we got to be careful with these things. So when we're partying, I can't give them too much seafood or, or scotch. The shrimp ring is absolutely amazing. Now, people don't know what shrimp rings are. That's, yeah. that's a comment that I've been getting right away. Is this a kid? Make it work. Uh, bacon wrapped tater tots are $9. Mm, I like that option. Someone gave me bacon wrapped dates. I've never had those, but they're only 4 bucks because I feel like... No, I'm not going to have dates. At a Super Bowl party, that's something you have other days of the week or dates. I know they're wrapped in bacon, but no thanks. And the pile of turkey bacon is a buck as well. So yes. let's, let's get to another lineup here. This one's submitted by a former guest on the show. He broke down the Royal Rumble. Now we're going to break down his <laughs> DFS menu. Sean McCormick. Sean. 
uh, producer at the Fantasy Sports Network. He's coming with party mix for five bucks. Mm, okay. Soda for three bucks. Yeah. He said he's going to a party where no one drinks. I told him this isn't a real party. No, he I, didn't care either way. That party blows. He has pulled pork sliders for twenty eight. I gotta be honest, Pat. I love your menu, but I think one of the most overpriced and own items will be pork, pulled pork sliders. I, I I think there's so many better options out there. I like your ribs pick for two dollars more. Yeah, we'll get to my lineup in a second here. So he has brownies. Yeah, now there are yeah. two sets of brownies on this there list. Brownies. Yeah, there are brownies, which you do with that what you want. Those are fun brownies. Yeah, and these ones are just regular brownies. Yeah, They're only twelve dollars. Yeah, like Duncan Hines. The other brownies are twenty three dollars. He's going with the regular brownies. Oh god. For twelve dollars. Yeah. Some spinach dip. I like spinach dip. Five dollars. Meatballs. I considered meatballs. They're only seven bucks. Everyone likes meatballs. You can pound them into you, but they're not filling. Like, I wanted something salty eventually in my system. I hate this lineup. I got to be honest with you. That lineup sucks. Like, sometimes when you tell yeah. me on my golf, when I got some real losers there in DraftKings Golf, yeah, some of them are losers. That lineup does suck, but the only item I do like on his lineup is meatballs yeah, for I, seven I, bucks. I, I, meatballs is a winner. Everything. Loser, 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 loser. Could have spread his money around better. I, I, he tried to fill out a sheet. I see pizza on here. He was thinking about going pulled pork sliders and pizza, but he couldn't fit it all in. Yeah, that's why his lineup sucks. I think I would have just went with the pizza left off the pulled pork sliders and I up agree. my game everywhere else. I don't like some of those choices there. Even the regular brownies for 12 you're going to either get the brownies and pay the extra or, 11 or you bucks, don't get any or you don't get any. Exactly. All right, next lineup. Andrew Reed, producer of, what's it called? It used to be the FanDuel <laughs> show. Now it's the Daily Delivery. It's something. Uh, Chris Meany is the host. This is the producer, Andrew Reed. Mm. He's coming in with, he has nachos, $25. Very safe pick. Yeah, expensive though. Nacho, yeah, but you're right though. Nachos, you They're can nibble, nibble the whole game through. And you're never going to get bad nachos. That's true. They can go cold, you can reheat them, you're good to go. And there's and there's toppings on the nachos, oh, yeah, correct? Like I could put meat, whatever I want, because you said toppings are included in this toppings price. Toppings are included. So I love it. So that's $25. He, he also went for the pile of bacon. $14. That's a, that's a value pick. You know what? Pile of bacon for 14 a, is strong because it says pile of bacon. It could be, you know. It's, it's a pile like this. Yeah, it's not a bungalow. It's more like a, it's a tower. It's a tower of bacon. Put it this way. It's almost like a buffet style. Like you walk <laughs> up with your plate. However much bacon you can fit on that plate, that's yours. That's exactly. your pile of bacon. If you can lift it, it's yours. Deep fried pepperoni number seven. Now, yes, let's pe- talk. People don't know about deep fried pepperoni. You, even me, who's a food critic, I, I remember I saw you East Coasters, you and Meanie giggling there. Well, let's talk about deep fried pepperoni. It sounds like a winner. Andrew Reed, also an yeah. East Coaster from the, we're all from Newfoundland and Nova Scotia. Nice. Apparently, we we thought that deep fried pepperoni was the thing. So it's just sliced pepperoni, thick, throw oh, as oh, thick yeah. as you want to cut it. Yes, it's like you give yourself the strip, you can cut your own pepperoni. Chuck it in the deep fryer, and it comes with whatever sauce you want. Honey mustard is the Ooh. preferred dipping sauce for God, this. that sounds lovely. But it is delicious. Yeah, it's actually delicious. I'm, I'm salivating now, and at seven bucks, I think that's a winning item. Now, that's that's priced around things like jalapeno poppers and meatballs and french fries and little smokies and mini pizzas. Like yeah. that, That's a that's an off-brand. It's a contrarian pick, I think. I agree. But I, it's I, high upside. I almost want to change my french fries for deep-fried pepperoni that's now. too late. <laughs> You're locked in. We're past lineup lock. So, and in order to conserve some money, he has no money left yep. over. So, nachos, bacon, and deep-fried pepperoni. So we're looking at twenty-five bucks. Yep. We're looking at fourteen bucks, somewhat expensive. Then he goes beer for eight bucks, Gatorade for four bucks, juice for two dollars. Now I don't want to give away my lineup yep. just yet, but I too did the beer and Gatorade stack. Yeah. I, I have to work Monday, so I, I need to be here at eight o'clock. I need that Gatorade in my system. And as Feinberg pointed out. Now, if you have that Gatorade in your hand, you can sell that at, like, midnight at your Super Bowl party. Great point. Gatorade is so so versatile, too. That's the thing. Like, you don't even need the juice. The Gatorade acts as juice and electrolyte replenishment, doesn't it not? Yeah, I think like, so. Like, uh, that's the thing. You don't need juice when you have Gatorade because it has everything you need. 
So I want to get to the, some of the hot snacks that are up here. We'll just run through these very quickly. The shrimp ring was yours. That's yep. fifteen dollars. Loaded potato skins. Mm. That sounds pretty good. That's fourteen bucks. Yeah. Uh, Velveeta Rotel sausage dip. That was a Twitter suggestion. Mm. I don't even really know what that is. I've had Voti- uh, Velveeta Rotel sauce. Uh, yes, it's actually it's a good dip, but it's one of those things that's really really heavy. So when you're drinking and partying, by the second third quarter, you might get gut rot. But thirteen bucks seems eh, a little too steep for my blood. I feel like I'm out on Velveeta. Yeah, I, 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 I'm an old cheddar. Type of guy, like when I buy my cheese, I prefer it in real cheddar form, not in Velveeta or uh, what Kraft Singles form. No thanks. Uh, then we go to Buffalo Chicken Dip, thirteen dollars. Actually, Buffalo Chicken Dip's delicious. A little steep on your price. Uh, Ooh, that, but, chart do you know why? Pat. Because yeah. it's delicious. It is delicious. You got to pay up if you want them. <laughs> like you're not getting any no free passes in the DFS menu. <laughs> Uh, we go to pizza rolls at ten dollars. You forgot nuggets. Boring. I like nuggets. I uh, know, but I'm not paying eleven bucks for Neither chicken nuggets, and they're one of those things we can kind of get. It's a Super Bowl party. I'm gonna pass. I, I feel like they're are equivalent. It's like when yeah. you take Justin Thomas and golf. Yeah. Daniel Burgers two thousand dollars <laughs> less than the same guy. Good point. So when you drop down to like mini pizzas eight, little Smokies eight, matzo sticks eight, jalapeno poppers and deep fried pepperoni for seven. I gotta I gotta be honest with you, Pat. On the seven dollar eight dollar menu. <laughs> The way to go is deep fried pepperoni stacked with meatballs. Meatballs are seven, French fries yeah. are seven, sweet potato fries are seven, and tater tots six. are six dollars. Mm. I'm not big on tater tots, but I feel like they're the least appealing of everything on the hot snack list. Although, I think hot snacks are the way to go because you, we talk about meals. They're really expensive. You can get three hot snacks that are qu- of quality, and that's probably going to be the same price as uh, one or one and a half meals, right? I think it depends on what type of eater you are. Do you mm. want to sit down and like have one of these giant, <laughs> do you want to be eaten all day? Do you like to take a break? I want to be eaten all day. So this may be the loading up on hot snacks. Oh, the shrimp ring probably shouldn't be in hot snacks. That makes no sense. No, but but it's a typo. But that's, yeah, it's that, still a sit. That's it's how a, we're doing it right now. Other snacks. Actually, let's get to a lineup here. This is Chris Meany's lineup. Ooh, I, I'm, I'm excited about Meany's lineup. He always gives me good hockey value plays. How's he on the Pat Mayo menu play? So here we go. He is going with no meals. Fading high-end yes, meals. Oh, He's I going like for it. a balanced lineup here. Yep. Yeah. Bacon wrapped scones, $12. Love oh, love it. Shrimp ring. Wow, this guy, this guy's got, he's got a seafood uh, taster, eh? Wow. Deep fried pepperoni, $7. Ooh, smart. Beef jerky, $12. Ooh. Liquor, yep. $8 with no mix, by oh, the way. Just liquor, just straight liquor. up booze bag. But, but he has bought Gatorade along with it. So that's it. Gatorade is your mix. And that's his mix. Yeah, wow, Meanie's smart, eh? He's one of those guys. He's always, he's always thinking he, ahead. He's got the angles all figured <laughs> out. There's I really like his. So, so far, we basically said McCormick's team sucks. Yeah, yeah, like, but, Other yeah. than that, Meanie's, he's doing well, and we'll give, uh, who else? Reed? Reed. Reed's team. I, I prefer Meanie right now. He's the winner. I, I think I like Reed's team. Meanie's yeah. a bit too seafood heavy for me. I love seafood. I love seafood, too. I don't need too much when I'm drinking. God, actually, my mom gave me some uh, Red Lobster gift certificates, Pat. You got me thinking all of a sudden. I got, I got, I got, to, I got to go hit up Red Lobster now. I hit up the Red Lobster, <laughs> get some grub. I love those Cheddar Bay biscuits. What else you got for me? All right, so let's go to the other snacks portion mm-hmm. of this right now. We have uh, brownies, in quotation marks. Those yep. are $23. The Ooh, problem. Steep but effective. The problem with the brownies is, I mean, they're expensive at $23. And, and you've got to eat. You're going to be hungry I for know. a while here. Yeah, and, and it's something. You're committed. Brownies are a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> and you probably don't need, like, the liquor after that. That's, that's the thing. You're, 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 you're rocking brownies. Mm. I agree. Oreo balls are $14. Brownies, regular yep. brownies, are 12 mm. Beef jerky is 12 Ice cream is 11 M&Ms. A bowl of them are as many as you want. They're 10 uh, These are a little it's tight. Price. It's 10 bucks for M&Ms. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a giant bowl. Okay, okay. It's not just a pack. It's a giant oh, yeah. bowl of it. It's almost unlimited M&Ms. Yes. Okay. Cracker and cheese spread, seven dollars. Store bought cookies, six dollars. Carrots with ranch, six. Spinach dip, five. Popsicles, four. 
veggies and dip. Three canned Vienna sausages. Trust me, I, I, I eat those things on feast and famine. They taste they're like, disgusting. Uh, like ass. Yeah. And, and then you'll get the juice on you. Uh, the weird juice. They, and the funny thing is, and they're not even the proper coloring. It's like eating. You know what it is? It's like eating your fingers. <laughs> it's like fingers and brine. That's what the deep fried veg. No, I, you should. No, no, what? No, what you should do? Minus three dollars, and then I can get another item. <laughs> Some people Sorry. will tell you. It comes in this, like, weird water. Oh, like, it's so in. sick. And my grandfather will attest that. Yeah. The, he has once told me the wiener juice is the best part. Direct quote from him. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's, not he's only, one of those guys. He's eh? not only finishing the Vienna sausages, he's yeah. drinking it right out Fingers of Fingers and brine. Yum. Ugh. And celery sticks. No thanks. They're going to be making an appearance later on. It's a Super Bowl party. No vegetables, please. I have a, I have a theory behind this because celery sticks made my team. Okay. But, but yet it also will keep you hydrated. I mean, I know, I know, I know, I know the way you're thinking there, Pat. And I went very top heavy. Let's get to the big boss man, the CEO. Len. The CEO of Anthem Media and the Fantasy Sports Network, Leonard Asper. He filled out a team right here, even with his nice calculations. Yeah, yeah. He's the boss. 60. Just under the cap. He's he's doing it all on (laughs) by hand here. So Len is going with chicken wings. $23. Yeah, see? You got to have wings because that's something you have all day. Wings are my staple, too. Pile of bacon, fourteen dollars. I love where this guy's going. Now you lift chicken nuggets earlier. He's going with chicken nuggets. I see. I see. Len's a good guy and all, and I'm happy to do DraftKings, Len. But sorry, nuggets suck. Yeah, I, I, I just can't. There's too many better options. What if out they there. were McDonald's nuggets? They're not, but let's say they were. These are like store-bought frozen nuggets. We're, get, we're getting closer to wanting nuggets. But the store-bought nuggets, no thanks. Okay. He's going with beer, 8 bucks. Oh, yeah. We all love beer. Now, yep. to save some money, he went with a toothpick for a buck. Yep. And then he went with a barf bag hey. for three. I, I like the barf bag, too, but it's 3 bucks. It, it's got an impact <laughs> on my other stuff. I'd rather have even a dollar a turkey. <laughs>